guess it's the power of James squared on the uh, Robert Scott Bell show today. We got double James. Uh, yeah, this is kind of, kind of fun. In hour two, we've got, uh, James, Dr. James Odell is going to join us. A lot of cool stuff we'll discuss in first hour, James Roguski. And, uh, this guy's rocking it, rocking the health world for all the good things we love to do here, taking on the WHO, the bad guys, if you will, and what they're trying to do to, to usurp whatever's left of American sovereignty and caring for our own health and, uh, responding to any threats that are real or imagined. Uh, so I'm looking forward to both James's today on the Robert Scott Bell show. Uh, we've got a whole host of things in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Just coming off of a, a weekend, getting to hang out with my buddy, Jonathan E. Mord, running for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine, Hillary Clinton, George Soros, all in one. And uh, so we got that and a whole lot more to cover. Uh, there is a homeopathic hit today. Uh, if you've got this kind of vision, you can see through things and you'll know what it is. Uh, we might get to a detox dialogue subject as well, but boy, oh boy, getting here. What fun. What fun. Let's have some fun, shall we? Let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. Here's Robert Scott Bell. Yeah, I think I signed on for this. <laughs> signed on for what? Yeah, uh, the the craziness of the pace in 2024 is astounding already. When we're doing, for lack of a better way to describe it, the battle for health, freedom, and healing liberty. There's a lot that we're called on to do to stand for something that many people didn't realize was lost a long time ago, not just recently, although it became more overt and obvious to so many during the COVID crazy years, we've somehow, those of us who didn't get injected survived, hopefully thrived, but those who have been injected are still with us. We're here for you as well. I'm not uh, ready to abandon your, you, so don't abandon yourself. There are many ways to recover. They're not necessarily easy, but then again, it wasn't an easy thing to subject yourself to injections that would alter DNA protein synthesis to uh, create toxic aberrant proteins uh, and then some. And so part of uh, the new year is bringing about a long COVID recovery series. And, and it could be long anything because we're talking about chronic degradation diseases, diseases of degeneration, which some would argue, well, that's just aging, Robert. What are you doing? You're, you're against aging. You know, no, I'm not anti-aging. I know that's a big thing, anti-aging, uh, but aging gracefully healthfully with full vitality, which means you're defying whatever chronological chronological age you have been, uh, uh, you know, called based on when you arrived on planet earth, how many times you've been around the sun for those of you who believe we go around the sun. And <laughs> I know there's some that don't, that's okay. You're all welcome here on the Robert Scabell show. We have a good time, a uh, wide variety of beliefs uh, present and, and recognize that uh, for those of you who uh, missed uh, my Sunday conversation with coast guard, Corey retired, uh, I want to acknowledge uh, his tenacity and courageousness. He retired because he didn't want to get injected as uh, there were a number of military people from all, all of the, uh, the branches. Uh, they've signed a number of them, including Corey, uh, a petition, if you will, or at least put a notice, uh, 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 put some of the higher ups on notice at DOD, Pentagon, General, some retired, that they shall not get away with uh, the abuse of authority, 
the violation of the Constitution to mandate an experimental injection. And uh, when we look at cause and effect and responsibility and all of that, they are arguing what I call the bad guys if this, at this point, for lack of a better way to say it. I'm not trying to be oversimplistic in that. But they're arguing that, you know what? What's done is done. What's passed is passed. Let's just look forward from this moment. But the deception there is that if we don't look back and realize how we got here, the deceptions, the, the, the outright violations of our fundamental right to life, liberty, and property, and don't hold them to account, then, of course, they'll know they've gotten away with it, at least in this lifetime. And they'll continue to perpetuate this idea that they're above and beyond reproach, that they have the uh, immunity granted to them by Congress, for instance, Reagan signed this in the national vaccine injury compensation program at 86 went into effect around 88 that opened wide the floodgates for toxic injections that would create a scenario of, of damage and destruction and mayhem to an entire generation of kids that never had a chance, you know, whether it be the autism spectrum or whatever you want to call it in terms of neurological damage and de degeneration also damaged the microbiome in the 1990s that the millennials got hammered with more than any other generation in history. And then the post millennials, and then they add to the mix, the mRNA injections and say, well, it's the most tested stuff. We've been testing it for 20 years, right? You heard that when we say they tested it on 12 people and eliminated any of the negative effects by many tricky uh, mechanisms and means. And then they threw it onto the market as an emergency and then said under this uh, emergency authorization, we also have liability protection blanket for the companies that produce these things, just like under a non-emergency they created the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program so that they could bring these things to market, mandate them, pseudo-mandate, soft-mandate, or otherwise, convince parents that they had no other option if they want to send their kids to school, and that they would get these shots, and then there would be broad-spectrum denial of any causal link to any ailment, illness, or anything. Realizing that every drug FDA approves has a number of side effects that are direct effects of the drug that are not marketable, but in the case of injectable substances called vaccines, we don't know what's causing your autism or whatever, but we know it's not the shot, which is an absurd statement. If you don't know what causes it, how can you definitively say, we know it's not that or that or that or that or that? And now the struggle, of course, is like, we don't understand why people don't trust us, the WHO, the CDC, Fauci, any, any representative of the pharmaceutical state in broadcast media boneheads, whether they be uh, sportscasters or just talk radio people. And look, I respect freedom of speech and I enjoy engaging and entertaining manners, but a lot of them are actually dumber than rocks when it comes to this issue because they're so afraid of, of, of their biological or microbiological shadow germs that they're willing to believe anything Fauci, WHO, CDC says. And that's a problem. Our vulnerability over many decades, arguably centuries, is that we have a fear of the invisible, fear of the unknown, and that they could yell virus, boo, and you go, oh, whatever you want to do, mask me up, shoot me with what, you know, th this is what happened to uh, apparently a majority of people in the West, in America. And so we are asked, I am asking my fellow Americans, much less people around the world that listen to or watch the Robert Bell show to mature immunologically, much less spiritually. What does that mean? It means no longer fall prey to the fear-mongering 
of dunderheaded dodos with medical degrees with a license to kill you, much less those that grant those licenses who have an agenda to harm you and profit from your harm and eventually get you out of the life chain altogether in reducing the world population with the phony claim that it will save the planet. How many times have I said the planet is just fine? It's going to do just fine. It's the people on it and the animals on it that are at risk because we've fallen prey to the idea that we have to kill germs before they kill us. Yet our very lives depend on the germs in our gut, of which they are more plentiful than the cells in our body. And we think we can go after it in some form of uh, chemical, uh, chemical warfare and be stronger for it. Now, the first article here, I'm not going to go into it in great depth because I'll be honest, uh, I've been on the go. I got back last night from a trip I hardly knew I was going to go on. That's why we had to do an encore yesterday in support of my buddy Jonathan Ebord's uh, uh, intentions to displace and replace Tim Kaine as the next Virginia U.S. Senator. And if you haven't begun to support Jonathan Ebord, already endorsed by Ron Paul, who you know doesn't endorse many even before the primary. So if you want to support someone who can make a difference in the U.S. Senate, and I'm not saying it's the only thing to do, but it's a significant step in the right direction, please go to emord4va.com, emord4va.com, and sign up and support them in any way or get out there and gather some signatures because they make it really hard to have competition to incumbents, but he can do it and he'll win with your help. So science and service of the agenda is the brownstone uh, Institute article, the most obvious uh, discussion point starting this is the tobacco industry campaign that basically said, you know, this stuff's great. And in and, and, and reality, tobacco is a wonderful medicinal and nutritional plant. But big tobacco destroyed the integrity of that plant by minimizing its presence in a tobacco cigarette and adding hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of synthetic chemical compounds to addict you to create serious inflammation and damage and chromosomal injury, et cetera. But tobacco itself is not a harmful plant. It's what they did to it. In the same way, we could say that about so many things that have benefit that they alter and make detrimental, like food, for instance. Let's alter food by ripping out the minerals from that food and giving you what's left over. Refined white flour, it's like crack. Sugar, it's like crack. More addictive than anything, you, you know, even these... uh uh, well, these highly addictive uh, opioids. I mean, they say sugar is more addictive than that. We've had uh, people, J Dr. Joan Eiflin on recently talking about the addiction to processed foods. Who's talking about that? Not many. That's pretty profound. So we've got a lot of tools in this new year, calendar year 2024 to tap into, to help you, to empower you, to bring the power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. Science is not a religion, although it's become a death cult. The question of, uh, it's like, where can you find legitimate science? I would say, look to Dr. James Lyons Weiler and IPAC, IPAC-EDU.org. And a number of events we got coming up, Dr. James uh, Lyons Weiler, Dr. Jack will be with me and many others at the Autism Health Summit. Thanks to Tracy Slepsevich, February 2nd and 3rd in San Antonio, Texas. So I hope to see you there among many other events coming up. So let's crank it up for health, freedom, and healing liberty and in, enjoy our newest pal for the first time, I believe. And I apologize if, if, if I know this guy so well from all of that he does that I feel like I know him. Uh, Super Don, uh, do we have? Second time. Second, his second time. Second okay. Because yes. I felt like I knew him better than the first time. So it's like there's something I'm missing <laughs> here. But it often happens when you've interviewed over, well, 1900, almost 2,000 people. We're going to hit that this yes. year. 
James Raguski is on and he's got a, a Substack, uh, James Raguski.substack.com. Uh, he's got a great article called Follow the Damn Rules and a whole lot more to discuss, including the WHO deadline of January 27th, 2024. What's going on with that and more? James, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. How are you, my friend? I am doing great. Um, thank you for your energy. Uh, it's a good new year. I'm optimistic. I come bringing good news and some ridiculous news. So um, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we're all about good and ridiculous, so I'm glad you're here helping me through today with uh, all of the craziness that led to it. Uh, but I think maybe the first thing to ask you is about uh, the WHO deadline. What the heck's going on with your attempts to destroy what's left of any sovereignty in America or many other nations to respond however they decide to real or imagined pandemics? And many of them are phony. We know that. But uh, do we have the autonomy? Or have we lost it? Well, um, you know, if I said 9-11... To some people, you know, it would conjure up certain ideas. If I said January 6th, it would conjure up certain ideas. For the older crowd, if I said December 7th, you know, the day that would live in infamy. Um, you know, I want everybody over the next couple of weeks to ask their friends, you know, have, have some fun with this. What do you know about January 27th, 2024? Now, you're mostly going to get a blank stare. And what I, what I really want to do is start at the beginning but I'm not going to tease people with what, what that date means. The, uh, for people who have been paying attention, the WHO is in the middle of negotiating a couple of different international agreements. And one of those two are amendments to an existing agreement called the International Health Regulations. And according to their rules, Article 55 of the IHR, any nation can propose amendments to the international health regulations, but they have to give it to the director general and the director general then has to formally notify all of the member nations of whatever proposed amendments are going to be considered in May of 2024. And so the deadline is that they have to do it four months in advance. The assembly in May begins on May 27th. So four months in advance of that is January 27th. And that's a hard, fast deadline. The reason is unlike Nancy Pelosi, you know, rolling in a thousand page bill and telling uh, members of Congress, oh, just vote for it. You can read it after it passes. Mm -hmm. They get away with that in the Congress because there is no rule that says there has to be a period of time to let it sit there, you know, to look at. Well, in the International Health Regulations, Article 55 is very clear. We need to see four months in advance, what they will be considering in May. Well, there's an interesting plot twist that's actually three months old. Back on October 2nd, the working group that is doing these negotiations, which are primarily been done in secret, their co-chair stated very clearly that they all knew that they were not reaching agreement and that they were not going to meet their deadline. And so an honorable group of people would have put out a press release and said, hey guys, um, we're, we're just not making it. You know, what, what happened prior to that was 94 nations submitted 197 pages of proposed amendments, over 300 amendments, to an 80-page document. So they're trying to stuff, you know, 10 pounds of something into a five-pound bag. Um, they're having difficulty 
reaching agreement. Now, you know, if you had 196 people over for a pizza party, it'd probably take you a year to settle in on, you know, well, what is it you want on your pizza if you had to limit it, all right? And so, so um, I don't know if he's got the clip ready, but mm -hmm. they very yeah. clearly know the rules and they stated that they're not going to meet their deadline. But I very much suspect that they're going to do everything they possibly can to try to violate that rule. To cheat it. Yeah. Do, do you want to play that two-minute clip here to kind of give an overview? That'd be great. Go ahead, Super Don. Dear colleagues, we uh, have been uh, operating with the understanding that the package of the proposed amendments resulting from the work of this group would be finalized by January 2024 to meet the four-month deadline stated in Article 55. However, we believe that uh, we all share the same sentiment that uh, realistically the whole package of amendments will probably not be ready by January 2024. We would like to ask the uh, Secretariat whether Procedurally, we could continue working until the 76th World Health Assembly in May 2024. I'd like to ask the Secretariat to provide some guidance in this matter. Uh, thank you, Co-Chair. Uh, the Health Assembly, in decision WHA 75-9, requested the working group, and I quote, to establish a program of work consistent with decision EB 153 and taking into consideration the report of the IHR Review Committee to propose a package of targeted amendments for consideration by the 77th World Health Assembly in accordance with Article 55 of the International Health Regulations, close quote. Article 55 of the IHR, which is referred to in decision 75-9, sets out two procedural requirements relating to proposed amendments. The first one is that, quote, proposals for amendments shall be submitted to the Health Assembly for its consideration, close quote. The second one is that, open quote, the text of any such proposed amendment shall be communicated to all states' parties by the Director General at least four months before the Health Assembly at which it is proposed for consideration, close quote. Again, that's the text of the relevant article of the IHR, Article 55. They know the rules. They know the rules. The rules are very simple, very clear. Um, they know that they're going to miss their deadline. And, you know, it's astonishing to me that for, you know, I. I, I've given up on the mainstream media, but the vast majority of the alternative media is not reporting what is essentially good news. Um, now, what happened long, long, long before that is um, in May of 2022, they set this motion, this thing in motion, this working group, and they told all of the nations, submit any package of amendments by September 30th of 2022. They kept them all secret until December of 2022. They then public, I've been on there, and the point of it is since that point in time, they have been negotiating absolutely in secret. There has not been a revised version, you know, version 2.0, rough draft, you know, final draft, nothing. 
their original schedule was that uh, on mid-December, December 7 and 8, they had a meeting, and that was supposed to be where they polished everything up, submitted it to the review committee to dot all the I's, cross all the T's, and present it to the director general to WHO in mid-January. Well, in October, they realized that they just weren't going to make it. And so that's, quite frankly, wonderful news because the changes that are in these documents, uh, you know, there's 300 of them. We could be here for days talking about, you know, what the problems are. Right. Um, I have every reason to suspect that they are going to try to present some kind of a document very analogous to, you know, handwriting a note for your teacher to say that the dog ate your homework. Mm. Okay. Sorry, we didn't make it. You know, please forgive us. Give us an extension. They want to negotiate all the way right up to the last minute and, and drop a surprise in the middle of the assembly. They've got meetings scheduled for February and April. They plan to cheat. They plan to violate international law. And I just want as many people as possible to be aware that they have every intention of violating the rules and not allowing anyone to see whatever the heck it is um, they've been negotiating. Now, in one of their meetings in December, um, a delegate from Monaco kind of let out a little tiny secret. She said, oh, are we going to submit the version that we were given during the summer? And so that's like the only little tiny hint of information about the obvious. You know, of course, after a year's worth of negotiations, the original documents have likely been changed in some way. And we have no way of knowing what the current status is. So, you know, I caution people talking about the details is treacherous mm -hmm. because the documents that we have to work with are well over a year old. There's a lot of craziness in there. I've reported on it. You know, I've done over 200 articles on this topic over the last couple of years. The issue is why don't we get to see it when we're supposed to be allowed to see it so that we can discuss it, have a debate and, you know, decide um, now, what happened back in 2022, similar, but very different, um, the Biden administration did follow the rules. And on January 18th, 2022, they submitted a different package of amendments. And by the time it reached the May assembly, it had been reviewed by the many nations and they just completely kicked it to the curb. They never even discussed it. They ended up submitting a different package of amendments than Biden had originally proposed, changes to five articles. And, and this is going to be unbelievable, but I have all of the evidence and it's very easy to prove. They said that they voted to adopt those amendments and they published a document on May 28th, 2022. It has their lawyer's name on it, that it was an authentic copy. And then at the bottom, it says that this was done in their eighth plenary session. But there is a problem. They record all these meetings and they're publicly visible for anybody to watch. And if you watch the eighth session, they never talked about it. They, they just said it. So 
you know, we think we have election, well, I should, let me take that back. We know we have election integrity issues in the United States and elsewhere. These guys have raised it to an art form. They just said they voted, but they didn't. And so what happened ultimately was 18 months after that, because there's an 18 month period for every nation has the opportunity to reject any amendments that are adopted, we managed to get a dozen members of the European Parliament to write a letter to the WHO, Tedros, the Director General, and say, well, you know, um, you're making it look like these amendments are gonna become legally binding, but we cannot find any evidence that you ever voted. And, you know, we'll give you the opportunity to provide some evidence, but if you don't, then those are completely null and void. So in my world, in my view, um, if you say you voted on something, there should be a record of that vote. Exactly. Well, we know that the behavior at the, the World Health Organization, United Nations level is rife with corruption. It's endemic to the institution and institutions. And they've also been captured by many of the same industries that have captured our own agencies like FDA and otherwise uh, uh, various go people within government all the way up to the highest levels of the Biden administration. Uh, and I've heard that there are I don't know if a vote has been taken place, but I've been hearing rumor, at least of, of countries voting against this amendment or these amendments. Uh, do you have any information as far as votes taking place on any level or is it just objections to these things that you brought up, James? Do we lose James? Is he, is he frozen? Super Don, what do you see? I have a I have James frozen on our screen. Yeah, he froze up. He did. Okay. Yep. Maybe we can, he can reconnect. I have a feeling that. he'll reconnect. Yeah. All right. No problem. A little, little bit of glitchiness going on today. It's Mr. good to see you. I haven't Mr. seen you Bell. in three days. Mr. You know that. Bell, yes. It's been... Um, it's been, it's been a little bit, but you're back in one piece, even though it's uh it's a blizzard outside. Yeah, you've got blizzard right. warnings. I got back and there's snow everywhere. You look up in the mountains, it's amazing as far, far south as you could see just about, and more to come apparently. Uh, but uh, we're still, again, we're bringing the fires of liberty everywhere we go, including into the the snowy mountains of of. Uh, of the of the north and the west. So how how was how was your whirlwind trip to uh, to Florida and back? Oh, it it was uh, it was great. Did you I get mean, to enjoy yourself at least a little bit there? Uh, yeah, I mean, just hanging out with uh, uh, Jonathan E. Mord and and right. Paul Berchero was a, a great joy, and we got to meet with uh, our new friend George with Three Sixty Summits. Yes, which, you know we're working on the long COVID recovery thing as well, and. Right. Great connections all the way around and probably a lot more to come. Uh, so it's been a it's been a whirlwind, though. That's why I'm thinking I'm hitting hitting here. You call me Hurricane Scotty today. Just <laughs> like flurries of activity everywhere uh, doing uh, <clears throat> education sessions right before we went to air. And right. uh, despite that, as you know, some of the best shows we do, including this one with uh, James Rogowski bringing it. Yes amazingly so so i think we got him back on let me bring him back yep. into the mix hey james there you are i don't know if you caught any of my question to you about uh some of the votes that apparently have happened maybe they're not votes maybe they're just uh, uh you know amendments but various countries around the world are showing opposition to these amendments 
from the UNWHO and, and maybe what's the status therein in case I missed anything and what you were relating. Hold on, I got no audio from you, James. I don't know what's going on. Something's wigged out. I, I can see a blurry James Roguski, and I want to see him clear, but I want to, more importantly, hear him clearly. Uh, test the microphone again. Nothing. All right. Disconnect, reconnect, and hit that uh, uh, little uh, uh, gearbox and make sure it's it's reading your right microphone there. Uh, and then we'll get you back in because I know there's more I want to uh, learn from you about what's going on so we can alert everybody to what they need to do, if anything, uh, to, to push back on this globalist takeover of these United States and everyone in them, as well as any other country that remains vulnerable and susceptible to the fear of germs, even if artificially created or engineered. Uh, so that's part of the discussion. Yeah, Lori says to come call in. Super Don, if we can't get them to connect properly, uh, after this next one, we'll have them call in and, and get you plugged in. Uh, so shout out to Michelle Ryder. Good to see you in the audience as well. And uh, of course, Steve is always here. Good afternoon to Carrie. Just looking at who's in the chat room. Let's see. We are Tuesday. Hi, mom. Mom's here. Chilly in Atlanta. I hope, or maybe not. It's winter, but it can be warm or cold in Atlanta. I remember those. And it, we're only in January ugly, not February ugly in Atlanta. So we'll see. Looking forward to uh, being with my mom. On her 90th birthday, we're going to celebrate on Sunday the 28th, her birthday on the 29th. And my plan is to do a, a live broadcast on the 29th from Atlanta uh, on her birthday, her 90th of, from there. Uh, but it might be an early one because we've got to fly out later in the day. So I'm putting Super Don on notice. He'll have to get up. Not that he doesn't get up early already, uh, but just plan your calendar accordingly. All right, Super Don, you let me know when we got James on the phone so we can get all of the good audio that will uh, relate the uh, answers to the questions I have. And uh, we'll, key, we'll key into that. He's just working on it right now. Uh, also, remember, in addition to the Autism Health Summit, February 2nd and 3rd in San Antonio. We have the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, Virtual Expo, which will happen the 17th and 18th of February. And then we've got two events in March in the Atlanta area. One, uh, the uh, Warners have uh, got another health freedom event. And then we also have the Next Steps Conference, next-steps.info. Love you to attend any or all of them. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the Autism Health Summit has CMEs for doctors and CEs for nurses and others. If you need to keep up on your uh, continuing education, please join us in San Antonio. There are streaming options as well, uh, but we hope to see you there in San Antonio, 2nd and 3rd of February. All right, Super Don, you let me know when uh, James is ready. Oh, still working on it. Okay. Uh, this is what they call stretch it, Robert. Stretch it out. You got more to say. I always have more to say. Hi, Gretel. Welcome to you as well. Thanks for shouting out and saying hello in the chat rooms. I love it knowing who's here with us live, but that doesn't preclude the, the fact that I love everybody that listens even later. If you can't join us live, you can listen later on various podcast networks, including live on our own television channel. Yeah, Q Streaming is hosting us on, I forget what channel number it is, but uh, you guys check out Q Streaming and there's a link in the banners at robertscottbell.com and you can be part of that as well and see us. And it, we've got a 24-hour RSB show news channel now, which is kind of cool. So that's also where you can watch us live and even later. So do we have James ready to go? I lost Super Don's visual. No? Oh, he's still working on it. Okay. All right. Let me see what else I got to cover today here on the show in hour two, a nation of non-compliers. Are you compliant? Are you a non-complier? And which would you rather be? I know what I am and I know what many of you are, which is awesome. 
Uh, also, uh, we haven't decided in January, our first year, I say first month of the new year, when we're going to do our next Zoom AMA for all of the folks that are part of our uh, Patreon support crowd. And we appreciate you. There's so much that Super Don is adding to that mix, including the homeopathic hits of the day video format. And we also have the detox dialogues and that's new for 2024. And, and today we're going to do a food that can help you with your detoxification in the new year. Uh, so that's uh, some of what we got coming up today on the Robert Scott Bell show, robertscottbell.com. Hour two, Dr. James Odell right now. Super Don, what's up? Oh, I don't know. You don't what's know? up with you? What's up with me? What do you think what's up with me? I'm just waiting. We got James on the phone. I also see him connected uh, video-wise. Which way are we going? Yeah, I don't know. I'm confused now. Uh, I think, got, we, might I think we might have both. We might have both going. So yeah, we'll one. stick. With, let's stick with the phone. Yeah, let's stick with the phone because I can hear you well. So, you, did you catch the the uh, question for me last uh, last before we had to disconnect, reconnect? Uh, if you would repeat, uh, if you would repeat it, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah, it was a question about. Uh, I've seen reports of various countries showing some level oh, yes. of opposition yes, I do. That, or even voting against these amendments? Um, part of the issue is the lack of distinction between um, individual representatives or members of parliament speaking out and um, actually, you know, official government authorities making any kind of statements. So of all of the things that were discussed, that have been out there in the in the media, the Prime Minister of Slovakia made a very strong statement saying he wasn't going to support any kind of pandemic treaty or amendments. And the relatively new government of New Zealand um, put on their website that they rejected the proposed amendments that had been uh, fraudulently, you know, not voted on back in 2022. So that was kind of a nothing burger because, in my view, those um, amendments never even happened. And, and so there's a lot of people around the world, many groups, including you know, members of parliament in Mexico and Estonia and Australia and the United States and so forth, who are speaking out against the WHO. Um, we actually have a, a handful of pieces of legislation in the United States Anybody could go to stoptheglobalagenda.com and, you know, support that, reach out to your members of Congress and encourage them to get us out of this organization. In, in Canada, you can go to canadianpetition.com and sign on, you know, to a petition to leave these organizations as well as Australia exits to who.com. So there are people all over the world who are realizing that what this group is doing is not in our best interests, but um, in whatever limited time I have, because I know we had a little bit of technological glitch, there's a point that I think the vast majority of everyone is missing. And with your audience, what I would encourage everyone to do for the sake of the next couple of minutes, imagine erasing the blackboard of your mind and forgetting everything you think you know about these negotiations, because the the general idea is that people would think, well, it's the World Health Organization. These negotiations are about trying to improve our health. But you have to understand why these negotiations are even happening. Mm -hmm. 
To make a long story short, the relatively poor nations around the world called for these negotiations, not to improve people's health, but they were upset in late 2021. You have to picture that time frame. They were upset that nations like Israel and the European Union, the United Kingdom, Canada, the United States, Australia, New Zealand had contracts to buy up 10 times the number of jabs that they needed. And the United States pretty much, you know, got all of the remdesivir that could possibly be gotten. And they felt that they were being treated unfairly. Mm-hmm. And so what they're negotiating agreements to settle a trade dispute. They want more jabs, more drugs, and the direction that is pushing these negotiations is they want equitable access to pandemic-related products. Now, everyone in your audience should have just cringed because what these negotiations are is about transferring the technological knowledge to every nation around the world to make more poison and more biological injectables. This is what they are negotiating. Mm -hmm. And they're having a hard time because they want tens of billions of dollars of public money to be funneled into the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. The the premise of these negotiations is fundamentally insane. James, what you're bringing up is uh, if indeed these so-called third world nations are petitioning to have the same access to drugs and vaccines that are not vaccines as everybody else, they're asking for their own demise. And they have been greatly benefited by not having access to that, which unfortunately the detriment that we have gotten in these so-called first world countries that are completely captured by big pharma and have the money to fund it and purchase it uh, at a cost to uh, not only the taxpayers, but their health and their very lives. Uh, so it's an absurdist notion. When I traveled many, many years ago in the 90s to, to West Africa twice, I argued to their health uh, professional community that what we have done in the West is to destroy health, not enhance it. And uh, it was a shocking thing for them to hear. But I've seen the benefit for those that adopted that idea that they went back into the bush to save the medicine of their ancestors. And if anything, you would think uh, the WHO would want to save that. But unfortunately, it's a captured non-governmental agency as our governmental agencies have been captured, FDA in the U.S. and uh, Health Canada in Canada, et cetera, EFSA in Europe, all of these, they become tools for big pharma to uh, basically poison the population of planet Earth under the guise of saving them and protecting them. You you touched on a topic that's exactly right on target. Um, Back in 1992, the Convention for Biological Diversity was supposed to protect those types of resources where the indigenous culture you know, understands how to use a certain plant. They were supposedly being protected against having pharmaceutical companies come in, identify a chemical compound from the plant and tweak it a little bit, turn it into a drug. They were supposed to give some of the benefit back, right? You know, you come in and you steal the knowledge, well, you got to share some of the profits. And so in a very just perverse way, nations have come to view the genetic identity of pathogens as a national treasure. And so this system has morphed into, they want to 
in, now this is in the other agreement, not in the amendments, but in the proposed pandemic treaty, uh, they have what they want to uh, install, which is a pathogen access and benefit sharing system. The larger, wealthier nations want to mandate that the nations around the world scour the countryside, you know, every bat cave and every, you know, pigsty or sewage treatment plant or hospital to find pathogens that have pandemic potential, do the genomic sequencing, bring them into the lab, share that information, pathogen access, and then have 20% of all of the drugs or jabs that are manufactured be given over to the WHO to distribute as they wish. It's a perverse, you know, change of the idea of, you know, benefiting indigenous cultures with their, you know, knowledge of herbs and, and that type of treatment to monetizing the quest to find the next pathogen with pandemic potential. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to profess to say that I have any idea you know, truly what happened in Wuhan, but it certainly seems like a bad idea to spend tens of billions of dollars to go looking for a problem, bring it into a lab, manipulate the genome, and then inject more biological weapons into your own people. Mm. But because that's profitable, they're currently arguing over the spoils yeah. of the next pandemic. James, uh, you're so right on this, and I, I wish everybody was aware of it as you are, but I'm grateful that you're putting it out there. In fact, we have on your sub stack, uh, you know, the follow the damn rules article is enough of, uh, you know, kind of what you've explained to us verbally. And we saw a little bit in that video. You guys could take the time to read through it and share it so that you know what's real and what's not real about the rumors, supposedly, about what's happening at the, the United Nations WHO and how it impacts you or when it would impact you or uh, that it would impact you at all. This is, again, why I uh, love plugging my uh, my buddy, uh, Jonathan E. Moore, running for the United States Senate because he knows all of this. He would go into the U.S. Senate and do immediate things to get us out of the WHO, as well as uh, countervene anything that would uh, violate U.S. or American sovereignty on this issue as far as response, etc. Much less open the, the floodgates wide for freedom of speech, freedom of scientific speech as well, to talk about the various things that can prevent these disasters from occurring and uh, perhaps including stop funding the uh, weaponization of naturally occurring substances on the planet, much less patenting them in a synthetic form and making them available through exclusive monopoly protections to destroy competition from the natural world and all of those healers that are out there, including in this audience, that know how to strengthen the immune response to overcome these things without injections of MRA or any other variety, much less resorting to toxic chemo drugs that are more destructive than they are helpful ultimately. Uh, so, James, God bless you. What you're doing is amazing, and I appreciate you for it. You know, if I may add a little something to that, this may catch you as a surprise because I pay attention to those things as well. And mm -hmm. if you scroll down a couple of weeks ago, uh, there's an article about the Senate races. And um, just to add a little bit of obvious information, okay, um, Joe Manchin is re resigned, retiring. He's not running again. And the projections are that West Virginia is going to go Republican. And if everyone else just stayed the same, that would leave the Senate in a 50-50 tie, where 50 Republicans, um, probably 48 
uh, Democrats and two independents. Any one election that turns the party over would break that stalemate. So that election is a little bit important. Yeah, I appreciate that. And we have that linked up in your uh, Substack, James Rogoski, R-O-G-U-S-K-I.substack.com. And there are a number of cases or, or uh, um, races that are in question. And some the Democrats think that Tim Kaine is a slam dunk because of all the money and Hillary Clinton connections and Soros connections. But the people of Virginia are fed up. I'm seeing it. We're seeing it on the ground. And Jonathan E. Moore is the non-politician that can slay that uh, Soros funded dragon uh, with integrity and with knowledge and with a, his an ability to not be swayed or bought or sold. He's not a politician. He's a man of great constitutional integrity. And uh, that's one of those cases where I think we'll, we'll swing this thing in that direction. This doesn't mean I believe all Republicans are pure as the driven snow, but there are a number that mm-hmm. will stand against the WHO and the United Nations and even pull us out. And we've got to get that back in, uh, in, 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 in let's say, in the right hands the, or the better hands, let's just say at this moment. Um, I don't know how much time we have, but there's at least one thing that I want to make sure people understand. The, the vast majority of what we've been talking about are about the amendments to the international health regulations. There's a separate document. Many people refer to it as the pandemic treaty. That's not its official name. It's really a framework convention And the problem with that is it would set up an entirely new bureaucracy that would just have a zombie existence because they would have a conference of the parties meeting year after year after year going off into the future, very similar to the framework convention for climate change that meets every year. Last December, they had the 28th meeting. And if you recognize the problems with signing an open-ended agreement and allowing a bunch of unelected bureaucrats meet every year to come up with new protocols that you don't have anything to say about, that concept should just be kicked to the curb without even any consideration. Now, they're also having difficulty in those negotiations They've been told to go rewrite the latest version. They've had five or six versions so far. And so at the moment, that document is in very much the state of flux. Their next meeting is at the end of February. So I want to make sure people are not confused. There's two separate things going on. And the amendments that they may be considering in May are supposed to be made available by January 27th, 2024, a very short period from now. And if they don't let us see them so that we have the opportunity to discuss and debate what potential changes they're considering, in my view, they don't get to make any changes in 2024. And I think that would be spectacular news. I'll be right here waiting for them in 2025. They can keep trying and come back next year. But if they don't meet their deadline, they should not be allowed to make any changes whatsoever at the May Assembly. Amen to that, James. And thank you for staying so far on top of this that uh, um, there's no wiggle room in terms of misinterpretation. I think the clarity with which you're, you're presenting is what we need uh, rather than rumor and uendo and, and, you know, sending us off on wild goose chases of what's going on and what to do about it. Appreciate you so much, James. Well, you know, I always give everybody my phone number. Um, it's 310-619-3055. 
Uh, it's on all of my articles. So if you didn't get time to catch it, you know, right now you can look on the Substack and find it. I, I feel that questions are actually a contribution and it's an indicator that people are still able to think. So, you know, there's a lot of details. If anybody's interested, give me a call. I'll do everything I can to help you, you know, get very clear on what's going on here. Because, you know, I got to live in this world, too, and I want it to be a better place. And I think that we can all come together and make that happen. Hmm. James Rogoski, thank you for being on board the show today in the midst of what I feel is a little bit of a chaotic program, but you did great. And thank you for bearing with us as far as getting you connected by phone so we could hear every word that you had to relate. And we did. And I appreciate you. And you're welcome back here anytime. Thank you. Have a blessed year. All right, James. God bless you. And he's he's doing great work there. And I appreciate him so much. And I hope that you'll follow his sub stack and share it, uh, the information, um, the good news, really. Uh, but you, if you don't know about it, they'll run rough shot over you with the fake news, as you know, which most of it is. Uh, so we got a, uh, uh, I think one of those things super non pushed me to do, which I'm glad, you know, I, look, I resist a little. <clears throat> Resistance is futile when it comes to super Don, though. Uh, when he says, you know what we ought to be doing and fill in the blanks, he's right. I don't know that he's ever been wrong about that. So uh, if you're ready, we're going to do, uh, is this the first or second detox? I think it's the second detox dialogue of 2024. It's time for detox dialogues right here on the Robert Scott Bell show. This is kind of a fun one because it's food. You know, we got detox dialogues, uh, different things, supplements, food, medicines, other things, and uh, methods. This is beetroot. We're, yeah, we're hitting beets today. Can you do a little beatbox with some beetroot, Super Don, as we figure this thing out? I don't know about you guys and gals. Beatbox was never my strong suit. No, I'm sorry. Okay, so beetroot might be, though. No, Super Don has gone organic. We, well, you know, we are kind of familiar uh, with with uh, a beetroot. It's not something that we're foreign to. We actually talk about it quite a bit, but not by name. Yeah, well, it's one of the key ingredients of uh, Cardio Miracle as well. Right. But why? Let's talk about some of those reasons why. Detox Dialogues today, beetroot. And it's something that I remember from childhood. I thought I was allergic to it. You know, I was allergic to just about everything. When I ate the beets, I would have like these these rashes that would come out, well, elbows, ears, and things. But uh, the reality is, when we understand what beets do, they stimulate detox responses in the body. My body was desperately trying to throw out the garbage that was, you know, put in it from an early age. So yeah, I know personally what beets can do and how important they are. So let's go further into this. If you maximize the PDF, and you can download this for free at robertscottbell.com on the date of first date of airing is the 9th of January, twenty twenty four. And Super D will make this available in a video format at uh, our, our Patreon page as well. So if you thought about becoming a member, you'll have a lot of bonus access. So often underrated, the vibrant root vegetable is a powerhouse of nutrition and detoxification properties. So let's go into some of these things or reasons why beetroot is something you should in incorporate into your diet. Now, let's go some a brief history. It's been eaten for a long time. Thousands of years, beetroot has been part of the human or mammalian diet. Uh, coming out of the Mediterranean regions initially, uh, it was the beet greens that were eaten. And while the sweet red root that we know today is culti was cultivated in Rome. Over centuries, the beetroot has been recognized not just for culinary uses, but also medicinal properties. Uh, you know, as we look through some of these properties, I do remember uh, connecting with some Ayurvedic practitioners many years ago, uh, and they were 
all in on beetroot and beet juicing beets for their detox for their liver. And so we know that in Ayurvedic medicine, they understand this as well. It's rich in a lot of nutrients, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, detox. It helps purify the blood and the liver. And of course, cognitive boost as well. Natural uh, nitrates and beetroot improve men mental functioning by increasing blood flow to the brain. And of course, primary benefits relate to that nitric oxide that we love so much. Now, in, in terms of comprehensiveness, if you just do beetroot, you know, there's there's some things you got to consider. That's why we don't look at one thing and the only thing, but we look at it as an adjunct to many things. And uh, beetroot is part of the process of facilitating nitric oxide production, which increases blood flow, gas exchange, mitochondrial biogenesis and efficiency, strengthening uh, muscle contractions. But how about stamina enhancement, increasing oxygen flow, boosting endurance and energy levels? Yes, that includes men. You know what? Uh, also, anti-inflammatory properties. Uh, the betalanes in beetroot have potent anti-inflammatory effects, and its digestive benefits are well-known. Maybe not here, maybe, but high in fiber, beetroot's aid in digestive health and regularity. So anybody dealing with constipation, elimination issues. Skin health, antioxidants in beetroot can improve the skin appearance and health, although in my case as a child, it initially made it worse because it was throwing stuff out. It was helping my detox pathways, which were corrupted. And so the skin is one of those pathways of elimination or excretion to consider. So it wasn't so much an allergy as it was strengthening my body's ability to throw these things out by any means it could. Raw or cooked, you can use beetroots raw in salad, juiced or cooked in various dishes. I've never uh, had raw beets before. You never had them? I've never known. I mean, I've, I've I think I've, you had you have them in Cardio Miracle every day because I don't think they're cooked in that. Well, they're you raw. know what I'm saying. All right, you know, yeah. eat it like an apple. I've never done that before. Right. Well, what I've done with cooking, well, let me just say that growing beets, uh, we had uh, converted them into powder. You know, pulverized them into a powder, and I would use. I like them pickled. Them. You like them pickled? Pickled oh, are awesome. Nice. Yes. Very cool. Yes. Yeah, so if you can't eat it, get the supplemental form or do do uh, Cardio Miracle. The powder that I made, I would add to my smoothies in the morning. And it's very simple. I just, you know, basically uh, pulverize it, dry it up. Oxalates, yes, it's high in oxalates. So you want to be careful about that for people with kidney stones or, you know, any liver congestive issues. But these are the things when you understand how to counteract that, it can be a safe and medicinal food. Uh, of course, if you have a lot of beetroot, it's going to change the color of anything. If you juice it and get it on something, forget it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that yeah. color now. But it can turn your urine. It turns your skin. Things. Yeah, if you're, yeah. if you're handling it, you know, and, and, and preparing it and stuff like that, it'll stain your skin for a little bit. Exactly. So what other things can support beetroot's impact on detoxification as we do this detox dialogue here? Uh, how about hydration? Drinking plenty of, of water. Uh, and I would argue best if you can do the echo water for the molecular hydrogen that is so important to facilitate a lot of antioxidant activities and detox pathway support. Remember, a balanced diet includes fruits and vegetables that are organic, please, or organic equivalent. You don't want to concentrate pesticides in your juicing. Uh, that's why I never understood these places when I go, you know, if you go to a juice bar, you're like, is it organic? No. Like, are you doing anything to get rid of the pesticides? What? I mean, some of them are actual numb nuts. That's why uh, if you saw this picture, I don't know, Super Don, if you have it, we went to Clean Juice in West Palm Beach, Paul and me and Jonathan Emord, and we had a great uh, breakfast with juices, smoothies, all organic. Not everybody's dedicated to it to that level, but I appreciated them so much uh, that, you know, please support those 
uh, companies that are going the extra mile to make it as clean as possible. There it is. What a great shot. Clean Juice West Palm Beach. And that's me and Jonathan E. Mord and Paul Bertero supporting Jonathan's efforts to become the next senator from the United for the United States uh, in Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, U.S. Senator. And I uh, hope you'll uh, support him as we have here. Uh, let's see. Where are we back to? Uh, yes, regular exercise. Duh, right? Move that body or lose it. And that also helps the lymphatic movement. Lymphatic drainage impacts positively liver function as well and all that you need to get out of the body. So as we conclude today's detox dialogue, bear beetroot, more than just a colorful addition to your plate, nutritional gem offering a wide range of health benefits, supporting heart health, enhancing physical stamina, cognitive function. It's versatile. It's a powerful ally in your journey to optimal health. And its natural detoxifying properties make it an excellent choice if you're looking to cleanse your body. And in this audience, who isn't? You're aware of it. Now add it. All right. We're going to continue to explore the wonders, uh, explore the wonders of natural foods and supplements and, and various methods to detox in this new calendar year with the detox dialogues on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Remember, it's not to replace your doctor if you have or want one. It's a powerful informational educational session to give you an ability to make a fully informed decision about the direction to go in your health and the health of your loved ones, including your children, without interference by the World Health Organization, the FDA, or anybody else for that matter. So thank you for being here. We got a whole other hour of broadcast healing coming up. I want to, again, say thank you to those that support this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty, including my friend, Bobri Orin, who has brought to our attention the Folium products, foliumpx.com. This is the stuff that got my mom back on the dance floor at 89 almost, and now almost 90. And uh, if you haven't considered breaking through that ceiling in your healing, if you're stuck, consider Folium products, foliumpx.com, Folium Original, Folium Muno, Folium Relax, and use the code RSB10 to get a little discount as well. And, and you'll get to see Bobri at a number of these upcoming events and ask questions about it, get on it. And we've, we're already hearing amazing stories from some of you that are on the Folium products. Go to foliumpx.com and learn more. Reach out to Bobri. He's really good at responding to you and answering any questions you have. All right, y'all. Thanks for being here. We got a whole other hour of broadcast healing coming up on the Robert Scott Bell Show, the January 9th edition. Uh, if you want to know where we're going in the second hour, check out the show notes at robertscottbell.com. We've got Dr. James Odell standing by. Looking forward to hearing from him and a whole lot more. Thanks for being here. And I'm just going to remind you, the power to heal is yours. This hour on the Robert Scott Bell Show, you're going to learn about bioregulatory medicine, the Bioregulatory Medicine Institute supporting the science of self-healing. Dr. James O'Dell is going to join us shortly. Looking forward to that. Bringing that power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. That's kind of a, a fundamental bottom line for folks on the show. Um, the uh, support for that, that recognition that you are connected to the source of all healing. The thing that gave you life is the thing that can heal you. When you abandon that, of course, that's where you get into detrimental situations. And that's the, that may be the understatement of the day, at least of the day. Uh, we got questions about uh, compliance or non-compliance coming up as well. We also have a homeopathic hit related to x-rays. Yeah, x-ray vision. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that coming up. And I hope you enjoyed the uh, second detox dialogue of the new year.
Uh, I want to shout out uh, my friends at Nutritional Frontiers. If you don't already utilize the NRDMG, the dimethylglycine also comes as a liquid. But if you travel, you want these lozenges with you because you never know when you encounter exposure to glyphosate, the active ingredient in Roundup. It will counteract that in addition to many other benefits that DMG has, dimethylglycine. And, of course, if you want to build big muscles, uh, you're on a, a bent for the new year, on a build, you know, lean body mass, consider the super creatine and uh, many other products that are on sale, especially detox-focused products that they have on sale in the first quarter of the new year. You can use the code RSB15 to get 15% off all of these things, including things that are on sale. They, if you see on the picture right now, nutraglutide, for those that are thinking semi-glutide is a good thing, you know, the, uh, the wasting away and all the horrible things that are occurring, taking those injections. There are supplemental ways to address metabolism that are not harmful, that can be helpful to you. And they have innovative products to do that in the supplemental category, nutritionalfrontiers.com, as well as uh, cbdnf.com for their certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products, which we love here as well. RSB 15, get discounts, including on sale items, so you can double dip on the Robert Scott Bell Show, which is awesome. Also, Trinity School of Natural Health, new program starting up any minute. So get in with the program in 2024 and be one of the awesome healers on planet Earth in the new year. If you're already there, it'll even be better. Body, mind, and spirit, trinityschool.org and trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. All right, questions of what? Compliance, non-compliance. We look back on the COVID crazy years we've been through, despite the apparent majority of Americans that may have gotten one or more mRNA injections, there was a significant, if not minority, in some places majority of those of you who were just not complying with the masking mandates, with the uh, the distance, stay a safe distance, six feet. Remember the signals on the floor that would tell you stand here or stand here? How many of you did that or how many of you violated those stupid orders that were not holding or carrying the force of law? How about, remember the, the directional signals down grocery store aisles? Yeah, the arrows go one way, like I mean, if you believe that breathing the stuff was going to cause other people to drop dead, how is going one direction going to do anything? And then they had the plexiglass. You're breathing and the plexiglass, whatever's coming out of you when you breathe out, it goes, oh, there's plexiglass. We're done. And you fall to the floor as if nothing would happen. Right. Such absurdities layered upon absurdities. And yes, this, this is what passed as informative and educated edicts from the corrupt pharmaceutical church or, or death cult and those who represented it in government, media, and medicine. But many of you didn't comply. Kudos to you that didn't. Now, I recognize the sensitivity we had because there were a lot of people that were living in fear at the time. And if you stepped one, in fact, today it still happens. You step one foot closer than they feel comfortable. You know, talk about a personal space issue, right? It's like, wow, there are a lot of people still operating in fear. Although, you know, I've been flying a lot of places and I have to say it's maybe one, two or 3% if that are wearing masks on the airplanes. There are some, and I, I, I don't engage mostly unless they were sitting next to me, but so far I hadn't been placed next to people that are wearing masks lately. Uh, but, you know, we can respect their fear 
Maybe they have an immune deficiency issue that they feel more comfortable breathing into their own mask and contaminating themselves. What are you going to do? I have compassion for them, but sometimes the law of non-interference requires you to kind of just let them be, let them be. Now, the question is, in the next scamdemic, pandemic, whatever it is, will they let us be or will they attempt to violate our fundamental freedoms to bodily autonomy and a freedom to move about the earth cabin while breathing whatever fresh air we can find on top of everything and anything else? Uh, Jeffrey Tucker from the Brownstone Institute argues that noncompliance is an essential start of the process of recovery. All those people that entered crowded elevators during COVID, you were not complying. You were assembling spontaneously and open defiance to the uh, blasting signage saying, don't gather here. You were not complying. And I think it's a good sign that Americans want to be free. And I hope that people around the world want to be free and not fall prey to this again. We have it fresh in our memories that we don't fall prey to this again. But remember that the message during this time was in a horrific Luciferian fear-based message. One that said you are a vector of disease, decay, death, and murder, and dying by breathing freely, unencumbered, in or outside, close to or far from anybody, at a beach, at a tennis court, riding your bike, skateboarding, whatever you were doing, you had to mask up or not go out at all. The absurdity layered on top of absurdity. And these are the people that are the experts among us. And these are the people our government look to to direct us into and out of these so-called pathogenic disasters. Arguably, nothing in COVID was natural. Everything was synthetic and manufactured. And the initial phase of what they called COVID wasn't even affecting the large majority of people that were semi-healthy even. The impact was on those corralled into old age homes on multiple medications with deficient systems, dysfunctioning livers, respiratory tracts, etc. And through that fear mongering of that group of people who were taken out via modern medical practices, the standard of care, they then expanded the fear mongering to a great effect to demand you comply with eventually mRNA injection mandates that have no basis for injection into anyone because there's nothing but detriment. There's no immune modulation, safe immune modulation, much less boosting destruction to the immune system and every system it encounters. Every human being is a disease vector. Is this what you learn in church or synagogue or mosque or whatever worshipfulness you have once a week or, or every day? Or do you recognize the Luciferian agenda to convert all life into demonic forms of computer-based artificial intelligence if they can only chip you? And how many of you don't recognize the incremental movement toward that by numbering you like cattle since the advent of the Social Security Administration, which they promised it would only affect, no, 1%, whatever. And now everybody's required to do it? I don't think so. Noncompliance is not futile. Resistance is not futile. Stand strong in your independent acknowledgement of yourself as a divine spark of creation, as a divine spark of God, not rooted in fear, not given the spirit of fear by God, but by man who is corrupted by a Luciferian agenda that would diminish your ability to move about in freedom, whatever cabin you believe you live in, including America. And limiting your freedom to access the clean food, the water, the air, 
the sunshine, the exercise, all that sustains life and gives great the greatest amount or potential for joy and happiness in this life. Do not comply. Do not participate. If anything, become a living example, if you haven't yet already, for others that live in fear. You might not be able to convert them, and I'm not telling you to go there and beat them over the head to convert them. That's not a good method. But if you want them to come along to your way of thinking and being, be that example, be that light, be that love, that vitamin L we talk about here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And then we go further, and then we go deeper. And we want to learn about things like bioregulatory medicine. Where do we go? How about to good people like Dr. James O'Dell? The bioregulatory medicine, medicine from a different perspective. And if you look at it, it, it's amazing. And it definitely fits well with all that we do here. There are so many articles and books and blogs and e-journals that this guy has. James O'Dell, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thank you so much. It's, a, it's really a pleasure to be here. It was great to have you on board. I mean, what you've been doing, I don't know how you have time to sleep. I'm looking at all that's on your webpage. Well, it's about six years of work so far, and uh, we're making progress. That's so great we- news. Now, you have a background as a naturopath, OMD, licensed acupuncture, all of that. So you have a, a great holistic foundation, although, you know, I pointed out that many naturopaths going through certain schools, they've adopted the Flexner Report curricula, and they can come out and inject you with vaccines and, and poison you with antibiotics. So naturopathy isn't the same as it once was. No, there's really, uh, you know, allopathic naturopathy and traditional naturopathy. So uh, there's definitely a separation there between the two. So you founded the BRMI uh, to promote the science and art of biological regulatory medicine and do a lot more than that. Maybe we can give us a a basic background to start for people that want to plug into BRMI.online. Okay, well, it is BRMI.online. And as I say, we're about six years old. Uh, the idea was to create a forum, an educational forum for people. So we're nonprofit, non-commercial. We don't sell anything, and we get all of our money just through donations. Um, basically, we have the website, which is a huge database of information. Uh, so I really encourage people to go in there and look. Uh, we all, I also do a, a podcast every other week. Um, that's every two weeks. It's about a 20-minute podcast on different types of information. Um, we have put out an e-journal uh, that comes out every two months. Uh, a- additionally, we have a YouTube channel has a, over, uh, I'd say, 100 different videos on it, uh, much of it that we have recorded from the conferences that we do, and also venueing uh, other conferences, too. In other words, we go to Europe to like to Medicine Week in Baden-Baden and view what's going on there. That's the largest medicine natural medicine conference in Europe is Medicine Week in Baden-Baden. It happens in early November. And so we would view that and and record it and then put it onto our website. Uh, So we also have, of course, social media platforms as well. Uh, We're planning on doing a virtual uh, conference uh, very soon. Now, all of this is free. And so Mm. we're like a free public library. And I know that's unbelievable. People say, well, what's the catch? There really isn't a catch. It's it's truly free. And uh, so we encourage people to sign up to get the e-journal and that'll come into their email every other month and just take a view, see what we're up to. And I think this is a really good place for not only professionals, but for mothers and fathers and, and family members to learn more about what we call bioregulatory medicine. And if I may, I'd like to kind of back up a little bit here and, sure. and try to explain that term. 
that back in the 40s uh, in Europe, there was a, a mixture of different styles of, of natural medicine. You had homeopathy, you had anthroposophical medicine, you had influences from Ayurveda, as well as traditional Chinese medicine. You had a lot of electrodermal types of, of uh, equipment and things of this nature, in other words, high-tech equipment. Um, much of this came to the forefront and it kind of came together and it was termed to be bioregulatory medicine, biological regulatory medicine. And the reason is, is that this is all about regulation, regulating the body. And it's not, in, it's, it, it's really uh, ideally not to suppress the body in any way. So in other words, it's against anti-drugs, antibiotics, antihistamines, anti this, anti that. So it's, it's really more for than it is against. Uh, so any kind of natural method that supports the body's self-healing, you could think of it as bioregulatory. So this is a, not really a new term. It's, you know, it's been around for several decades. Uh, but as I say, it was really coined in Europe. And uh, back then, they just called it, bio, a lot of times they called it biological medicine. But mm -hmm. no longer can we use that term biological medicine because the pharmaceutical industry has commandeered that that right. particular term. And so we have vaccines, they're biological medicines, okay, as well as a lot of chemotherapy agents and in in all of the, the drugs that you see advertised on television, much of those are called biological. So this is biological regulatory medicine. And that regulatory is very important because we don't want to interfere with regulatory mechanisms of the body or suppress enzyme systems or proteins or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that's well, basically what it is in a nutshell. Well, no, it's a comprehensive background you've given in a very short period of time, which is kudos to your ability to communicate the complex and make it understandable and simple. And, and also acknowledging and recognizing the historical uh, uh, shifts that we've had in being able to describe these things in the same way they initially were because of the capturing and the altering and the corrupting of those ideas by the pharmaceutical industrial complex. And, you know, they have developed, uh, you know, I believe a, a death induction cult. I, I kind of talked a little bit about the COVID crazy, what we've been uh, uh, programmed, they attempted to program us to believe. Some bought into it and some have lost their lives because of it. Others that are surviving, not thriving anymore because of it. And we're all, I think, and you too are, working to help those people to get back on their, their, you know, functional feet uh, when they have been brought into great dysfunction. And they may have already been chronically ill as, you know, evidenced by the fear that they've been living in that made them vulnerable to the COVID craziness we just lived through. Exactly. Well, early on, you know, I wrote many articles warning people, you know, not to take the inoculation. And I re received a lot of uh, blowback from that. You could only imagine. Uh, but this was a very important uh, message to send out to the public as well as to my patients. Unfortunately, of course, many people went ahead and did that. Uh, so now, as you say, we're faced with what to do, you know, how to treat these people, you know, what are the best ways to detoxify? And, and I know you're really big into this and you, you've, you've done a great job in explaining how to detoxify the body. Um, really enjoy what you, what you say. Yeah, well, this has been the part of my wake up in this lifetime, uh, Dr. James, about things that I knew from basic science courses in high school, much less advanced courses, uh, that 
were ignored by the doctors I went to, which were plentiful because I was chronically ill from the day I was born till I finally realized at 18, 19 years of age, I was done with medicine. If I can avoid it, I needed to. And then began my process of recovery by what? Supporting my liver to start by healing it, by healing the systems associated with it. The function was need to be need to be brought back online. How was it needing to be done? By removing those offending elements that impacted or uh, basically created the dysfunction and um, you know, giving the body the, the tools that it needed to function properly. So detoxification, nutrition, uh, you know, movement, exercise, hydration, these things are not what they call rocket science. It's like I can teach fourth graders and fifth graders and sixth graders this stuff. They'll get it. Why are doctors unable to get it still? Now, many of them have woken up because of COVID and have come over to what I call the light and detoxification side, but their programming from 1910 forward was such that it was all encompassing and it it mesmerized and hypnotized them into uh, a state of cognitive dissonance. You know, you, even today you can go into a hospital and go, what are you putting into them? Uh, I don't know. It's this. Why Why are you putting it in that form? Does, is it toxic? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things that you could just ask them and they don't even, they don't know. Yes. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. It's not in their education. You know, in bioregulatory medicine, we look at the body uh, in a holistic way, in a structural, functional, energetic, as well as environmental, uh, and even beyond that, certainly in what all importantly is psychoemotionally, and then also the dental component of it, the bioregulatory mm -hmm. dentistry. And so uh, when you're really addressing an issue, you have to look at it in, within all of those planes, so to speak. And so in conventional medicine, they're only really looking at it structurally and it, at best, uh, maybe functionally. But they don't get into the energetics, the psychoemotional. They don't get into environmental medicine or certainly you know, not dentistry. Dentistry and medicine have been divorced for a long, long time, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so this is the, the problem is that it's not holistic. It's, it's not really looking at the, the, the big picture of, of really what's going on there. So many people have many traumas in the past and a lot of toxins and those two things coming together, you know, can create a disease. So you can't just ad address the toxins. You have to ad address the trauma and the other levels that I'm talking about as well. You also have a personal website. In addition to the brmi.online website, there's also drjamesodell.com, James and O-D-E-L-L.com. And it's a seeming like your personal uh, consultation, Interlight Consultants, it's called. Uh, I love what's on this website as well to show what you do. And it seems like I don't know how you have the time to do it in addition to everything else, but people can reach out to you. You also have a book on breast cancer, the rest of the story. Um, do you actually have time if people want to reach out and say, hey, I need some help? Um, I am limiting my practice now. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I'm getting at the age where I really spend more time with BRMI and with writing and research. And so this has been my passion is to really get into this area. I, of course, I still do see patients and I'm only seeing about eight or nine people a day, um, but often that's six days a week. So it's, it's still quite full time, but uh, yeah, people wonder, you know, where do I sleep or how do I sleep? And, and um, it is a lot of work, uh, but BRMI is, is such a joy to, to be a part of and, and to you know, put this information out there to the public. I think it's really, really important. And did you do the B BRMI alone or did you have uh, other people? No, no, you? I, you know, have, have help. Um, certainly have financial help. 
uh, which is what's all important. And we have a team of uh, what we call advisors. They're uh, board advisors, and there's about 30 of them. Uh, they're from all corners of the earth, uh, many of them from Europe, doctors from Europe, as well as uh, Canada, Mexico, uh, Australia. And so we've tried to gather together a team, and they help uh, a lot. They put together information and they help vet information as well. So I'm not doing this on my own. I couldn't do this on my own. There's no way. I was just looking on the site for events and one of the ones you held, held last year, I guess in the springtime was a claim your terrain. Uh, yes. event. I'm like, I love that. Anybody that knows about the terrain is my friend because it's lost to modern medicine. Everything they do is destroy the terrain, pollute the terrain. And um, exactly. make it so yeah, the, the train and the germ, you know, this has been going on for a long, long time. And uh, so this was in Mexico. We had this uh, conference and it was a wonderful conference. A lot of very good speakers. Again, uh, all of our conferences are videoed and you could go in and watch these presentations for free. Wow. So, that's amazing. Um, that's uh, like Dr. Winters and Adam Beagleson and uh, Tia, all of these people that they were part of that conference. But even beyond that, if we've archived all of our conferences, archived all of our podcasts, as well as the e-journal. So all that information is in there uh, for people that can you know, want to get into it. It's really a, a labyrinth of information on the website. Uh, but we're always open to people submitting to us information that they have or articles. Uh, you know, this is, I think, really important is that we want to get more information to, to put out to people. So if you have something that uh, you're passionate about that uh, you can write about, just all we need is references. You know, please uh, include some footnotes and references. And uh, we would be happy to, to view it and, and to put it out onto the website. Have have you or, or the BRMI been subject to censorship and deplatforming in the past few years like we have? I mean, oh, I mean, my. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's been tough. And so I've written, you know, a lot about that, too, and the censorship that we've had. Fortunately, our YouTube channel is still up. I, you know, Wow, that is impressive. Very impressive. Uh, I think that we're just such, such, you know, small fish that we, you know, haven't really been uh, censored in that realm, but um, some of the other things, certainly our social media platforms have been very censored. Uh, we're censored with Google. It's uh, sometimes a little bit hard to find us. That's why you kind of need to know the website that's brmi.online, mm -hmm. uh, because if you just type in uh, brmi, you're going to get something else. Generally. Of course, yes. And so um, we've been shadow banned a lot by uh, social media. Uh, many times we've been just uh, completely shut out by social media. So, but we're still on it now, you know, we're back on it. We just have to be careful what we say. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately that's, um, you know, really limiting to the information that we put out. Uh, so the best way to find us is, you know, through, through the website and the information. And, um, you know, we have um, a lot of information there that is not censored. So uh, it's, it's really open and free. Uh, we're all about healthcare freedom too. I know you are as well, hmm. and this is, I think, a very important uh, right now because we're at a juncture in life where uh, we're losing our freedoms fast. And one of the freedoms that we're losing is our healthcare freedom, our ability to choose. Uh, particularly when you know during this whole uh, crazy uh, COVID episode, the pandemic episode, mm -hmm. we've. Uh, 
and many people were mandated, you know, were told that, you know, they had to be uh, injected, inoculated. I don't use the word vaccinated. I use the word inoculated. They had to be injected in, in order to keep their jobs, as you know. And, and this was horrible. Now there's, you know, statistics out there that more than 17 million people have died from that inoculation. Yeah. Uh, as I pointed out earlier, the initial phase that was impacting the old people that were infirm and in, in homes or, or hospitals, it, it doesn't take much to take those people out. And then they created the fear storm that caused people to lose whatever semblance of common sense they may have had. And many of them didn't have it because they were operating in fear and comply with synthetic injections of mRNA to alter DNA protein synthesis in the body in a way that was unfathomable, untenable, unprecedented, as far as we knew. And of course, it, we're, we're needing a lot of maturity on a spiritual level, fundamentally, I think, to see through the fear, but, but also in a biological and immunological level. You know, those yeah. that are supposedly the experts because they've gone through various levels of MD and PhD uh, degrees programs clearly have been some of the worst culprits in promoting this agenda that flies in the face of basic immunology. Well, exactly. Well, you know, they, they were funded to do that. So generally that's, you just have to follow the money, but that's unfortunately, many of them were paid off to, to, to be the spokesperson of that and, and still are. You know, yeah. the, I think the, the horrible thing is, is that it still goes on. You know, it's, it, it hasn't stopped. And that a, a lot of our children are being inoculated with this mRNA bioweapon. So that's, that's really what's going on. I urge you to save your YouTube videos if you don't have them placed elsewhere, like Rumble or something like, because we lost number of shows when that happened. And even though right now, you just never know how far they're going to go. And I don't want you to lose anything because you're doing such good work. Yeah, well, we've duplicated things. You okay. Know? Yeah, so we, you know, we're, we did that early on. We duplicated things. And so if something goes down, you know, we could uh, pop it back up. And hopefully that's going to work or hopefully we won't have to do that. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is it. We just don't know what's around the next turn. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do you, so do you, are you working on another spring conference or a summer conference? We, would love we are to working on a, a virtual conference. And so we're going to line up with some people to uh, to speak and then we'll have that online for everyone to view. Uh, that probably will come off about May, I think, okay. something like that. And uh, so this is another really thing that we want to do is we want to continue to educate people uh, kind of eyeball to eyeball if we can uh, in, in a real conference. But if we can't, at least doing it virtual. Well, if I can help in any way, please let me know, even if it's just to put it out there. But, I, I you know, in talking with you and seeing what you're doing, I, I would like to extend an invitation to you to be part of. Uh, the Long COVID Recovery Summit we're working on for the new year here. And I can interview you specifically on your knowledge and experience with that. I think it would be I great. I would be benefit. delighted to do that. Uh, it yeah. would be such an honor. So, yes, yes. You just have to get back with me about that. And All I'm right. Very so, available. Super Don, notch that down. We need to reach out and, and send an official invitation and get them plugged in because I think it would be a great, you would be a great addition, Dr. James O'Dell, to that and all that you're doing. And uh, I want those voices heard. I want people to access this information, become empowered. And when you are, you're no longer living in fear. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this information uh, dispels the fear. Once you really understand the truth, you're no longer fearful. And so uh, this has been the whole problem is that they've, they've covered up the truth in, in order to create fear. So we, you know, we need truth. Right exactly. Now more than ever.
Exactly. So we've got a, a number of events coming up. I don't know if you're going to be at any of them, Dr. Odell, but just want to let everybody know the uh, 2024 Autism Health Summit's coming up the 2nd and 3rd of February in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Dr. Andy Wakefield, legend that he is. Uh, Dell Bigtree, Dr. James Lineswiler. I mentioned scientific uh, in- integrity. That's ipac.edu.org. Uh, Dr. Brian Hooker, Dr. Jerry Cartsonell, Dr. James Neuschwander, me, RSB, and uh, Dr. Well, so many others. I can't even list them all. Tracy Slepsevich's putting that on, and that's coming up really soon. Then we have the Virtual Health Freedom Expo coming up the 17th and 18th of February, which will include all of the wonderful presentations that occurred there and more. Some new ones being pumped up to that, including Dr. Brian Artis, our good friend, and Paul Bertero on hydrogen and many others. Uh, we've got in Atlanta a couple of events in the Atlanta area in March, Functional Medicine Summit and Expo, thanks to Dr. Terry and Stu Warner, and that's going to be a big one. Uh, and that's 8th through 10th of March. And then following that, these 14th through 17th of March in Lake Lanier Islands outside of Atlanta, the third annual Next Steps Conference, next-steps.org. And I'd love to see it that. We'll have more to add to it, including the RSB family reunion in the middle of the country in uh, Missouri outside of Springfield. And then uh, that's simultaneous to the Red Pill Expo with G. Edward Griffin. There's so much going on, Dr. James O'Dell. I hope you can attend something because uh, I'd love to meet you in person one day. Exactly. I'd love that. I know James Lyons Wheeler is is also one of our advisors, our board advisors, a, a brilliant man, just a yes. brilliant man. But uh, yeah, many of those other people, uh, I, I can't wait to see them in person. So I, I do follow a lot of their shows and, and their information. Uh, and that's where I pick up information, of course. Yes. Yeah. We're all loving the, the sharing, the collegial atmosphere that in freedom we can learn and be better. And at everything we do, as much as I know, much as you know, there's always more to learn. And in interacting with one another, I want to shout out to uh, Dr. Henry Ely. He's got a great uh, he, a teaching institution as well in Arizona. And there's a lot of good folks doing a lot of good work that are not heralded at all by our government medical media complex. Uh, but I love being able to, to, to shout out and let everybody know about it, including now, now we know about the BRMI.online, the Bioregulatory Medicine Institute. Well, wonderful. Well, thanks for having me. And, and I really hope that people, you know, visit the site and uh, sign up for the e-journal and, you know, take advantage of us. We're, we're out there to really help you and to uh, really educate people in, in every way that we can. Um, go to social media. We have a lot of information there. We also have a news channel uh, and even we have a, uh, a rabbit hole. So if you're really interested in more uh, interesting information, you could uh, visit our news channel and go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I love it. All right, Dr. James O'Dell, God bless you. Thank you for being on the Robert Scott Bell Show today, and you're welcome back anytime. Thank, Thank you so much. God bless you. Stay in touch. All right, very cool. Like I said, 2024, there's plenty more to learn. There are plenty more folks to be introduced to, to meet, to know that are on this path. And there, I think there's more of us than there are the, the bad guys that want to Restrict your freedom, restrict your knowledge, restrict your access to knowledge, much less your ability to utilize it once you know it. And that's the fundamental uh, starting point and maybe ending point as well if there is one, uh, freedom. Uh, if we have a freedom deficiency disease, I'd like to address that and, and break through it so that deficiency is disappeared, if you will, and freedom is restored in all things. And that includes especially uh, endeavors of an intellectual basis, but More than that, recognizing that when I say the power to heal is yours, it isn't a power that I am giving you. That's not it at all. It's a power that was given to me and it's given to you equally by that which created us all. 
Now, you might call that entity God, or you might not believe in it, in that name. But however you believe, it's a a vital force. It's a life force. It's an innate intelligence. Uh, Those are are materialistic, reductionist atheists. Look, I support your freedom to believe what you want to believe, but don't utilize the power and force of government to restrict our freedom of speech, our freedom of exchange, and our excitement in doing so, in helping each other, helping one another to get stronger and healthier and more vital even in or especially in the absence of totalitarian centralized bureaucracy controls that are part and parcel to collectivism, socialism, communism, even fascism. And those isms are not part of the Robert Scott Bell Show. But even democracy is not the form of government we want, nor are we given via our Constitution and founding documents going back to the Declaration of Independence, because if you are for democracy, You are for the majority, the tyranny of the majority. And that would include two oncologists and a homeopath voting on how to treat cancer. You want that? Really? That's not good. Don't be praising democracy as the form of government you want. That is a disaster. The defense of the individual is what we're after. And that can happen in a Republican form of government if we could keep it, much less restore it, which is what we got to do now, which is why, again, among many things, I keep mentioning Jonathan E. Mort, having him in the United States Senate would be a great boon to the restoration of our constitutionally protected freedoms, freedoms that come from God, not government. And the Constitution enshrined some of them, but not all of them. The Bill of Rights didn't grant us any rights. It merely restricted the government from violating the rights that were listed in it. But there are many more that are not listed in it. So don't think that the government grants you your rights. Those are privileges that can be taken away on the basis of behavior that they call bad, even if you know it to be good and godly. This is the Robert Scott Bell Show. This is where, uh, again, the reminder is the power to heal is yours, and I'm happy to bring it to you. We do have a homeopathic hit of the day coming up as well, and uh, check in with Super Don. In the midst of the chaos of leading into today's show, I am thoroughly excited. We had the two Jameses on, and they were both bringing it, James Roguski and James O'Dell. <laughs> Call them the James Gang. The James Gang. That's the new version <laughs> of the James Gang. I love that. And uh, just you know, really excited in the new year to, to bring uh, new people on and also – uh, some repeat offenders in a good way, offensive for yes. freedom. You know, uh, those that don't want freedom are offended by it. Those of you who love freedom, you know, you love these folks that are, we're bringing in and on uh, to add to the list of friends and family of the Robert Scott Bell show. Indeed. So we're looking at the calendar here, super Don, and I know it's not the, the bonus round, but man, it's, it's all bets are off today with me just showing up on time to do the show. Barely. <laughs> Barely on time. Dude, so barely. Yes. Um, uh, let's see. We got a calendar that I'd like to look at. What is it? We're in January. I mentioned to you that uh, mom's birthday is the ninth. Her 90th birthday is January 29th. That's a Monday. And it would be a travel day because I'm traveling later in the day. But I would like to sort of commit. I know you've written it as an encore. But I think one day of that month, this month, we can do an early show like we did when I was in Columbia at, at Mountains of Hope healing retreat i look at you're looking at me with that funny squirrely eye aren't you you're like really but it's oh, we can do it we can 90th do it. birthday i think she'll have an yeah. awesome time being part of the show and i don't want to do all right that, so though. which day are we talking about here the 29th, 29th of january which is yeah. monday okay because we're flying um, back during when we would normally be on the air okay uh, so if we do an yeah. early show for that day I, I, unless my mom says she doesn't want to do it but i can't imagine on her birthday she wouldn't want to have fun uh, with us to celebrate her 90th officially. Now, the, the celebration I hear is going to be on the Sunday, the 28th in the Atlanta area. For those of you listening in the Atlanta area, want to participate, reach out to Super Don and he'll let me know and we'll see if we can plug you in. Uh, that's going to be a fun celebration as well. And 
again, thanks to Bobri uh, for making it possible, really. She was not doing great this time, or well, a little bit longer this time last year, and uh, really brought her back to life, back to dancing. And uh, for those of you who haven't plugged into the Folium products, check it out, man. If it can help my mom at 90, good Lord, what could it do for you? Uh, foliumpx.com. All right, let's see. Let's, uh, I'm looking at, we did a uh, um, a Saturday uh, in December, the last Saturday, we did our um, patron. Uh, or AMA, AMA, didn't we? Yeah, so we so normally we, we do a, a midweek thing. I'm just thinking when I'm flying out. It used to out. be Monday, and then we did a Wednesday once. Yeah. So you're wanting to do like a midweek again? If we do a midweek, I'm looking at... Well, the 24th. 24th or the 31st. Either one. Okay. Want to flip a coin or something? Or? Actually, I don't even have a coin. Well, we don't have to I don't carry right change. Now. Do you carry change anymore? Well, every like once in your pocket, while... Just of course, walk around. I, I like to pay in cash, even though people go cash, what's that? Yeah. And they have to, the millennials and post millennials are go, how do I count out change? I'm like, dude, just do it. Yeah. Your, re your cash register. I just don't ever carry anymore. Cause I do. I mean, I use, I have, you know, cash on, you know, in reserve, but I yeah. do end up using my card quite a bit. So it's like, it's well, funny. And I, do, I just and don't I have any change in my pocket anymore. I do gold backs too, you know, and, oh, and know. a lot of times, I, I you know, know. I, I, right. I paid for my gym membership in gold backs and uh, I try to, you know, anytime I can, like, uh, uh, a buddy of mine picked me up from the airport. Surprisingly, last idea, I was going to take a Uber or Lyft and he's like, Hey, we haven't caught up in a while. So I did that. I gave him money for gas and gold backs and then some. So that's how we change things. You know, we, if we don't wait till we're hungry to start growing food. We don't wait for the federal reserve note to collapse and they have central bank digital currencies to begin using gold backs. Start now, my friends. I like no to pay people like in present. gum personally. What? I pay people in gum. You pay people in gum? Yes. That's, Chewing that's, gum? Yeah. ABC gum? Yeah, absolutely. That's already been chewed, you know. <laughs> I'm well aware, yes. That's gross. ABC gum. Oh, my gosh. Going back in the day. <clears throat> <sighs> All right. So we'll, we'll figure it out. We don't have to decide 24th or 31st, but a Wednesday, one of the final, last or second to last Wednesday of the month, we'll do that. Uh, shout out to my friends at Natural Immunogenics. Their bioactive copper hydrosol is making a huge difference in the lives of so many people. And you can get that from choosetobehealthy.com. Use the code RSB5, get a discount. And all the 100% whole food supplements that we utilize here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. They Speaking have, of uh, copper. What? Speaking of copper. Yeah. Um, over the weekend, mm -hmm. uh, I got a, an, an email, or it may have been a Patreon message. Yeah. Diana of the night. Oh, yeah. And um, she wanted to thank us for going into talk because, you know, she had written last week talking about how she'd run out of copper. There's usually like a period of time where she would run out of the of the, the sovereign copper. Yeah. Uh, and before, you know, she would have to wait a little bit before she was able to get some more in. Right. And she was concerned about what do I do? And mm -hmm. and her her suggestion was she was asking specifically about what if I used a copper water bottle? Copper vessel. Yeah. And, you know, and so we, we answered that and stuff. And, and I had mentioned that, uh, you know, that there are some food sources right. that are high in copper that you can take advantage of during that period of time. You know, if you're concerned about, you know, your, your copper levels dropping. Right. Um, she wrote back and she said, you know what? That reminded me of this product that I like. And it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I looked it up. It's called Pluck. 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 And I was like, okay, what is this? Well, it turns out that there's this product that she's, she enjoys, um, and it's uh, organ meats. It's like uh, oh, yeah. uh, 
grass-fed, organic, different organ meats mm-hmm. that are powdered and turned into a seasoning that you can use for cooking. I, I think I've seen that and used that once or twice over. Some friends had that. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. So, you know, being me, I always got to check everything out when somebody brings up something new just to mm-hmm. see if it's something that, that uh, uh, strikes a chord. Yeah. Uh, and it's 100% organic and it's very uh, inexpensive. And so I ordered a, a thing of it just to try it out. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it fits right in with what we do here on this show. It's clean and it's organic and stuff like that. So it may be something we might uh, might promote because if unless it tastes like dirt, uh, you know, um, it, it looks intriguing. So I'm going to check that out. Okay. Yeah. Let us know. New, always get new access to new stuff that's uh, worthy of that. I'm happy to hear about it. And you. What I want to know is it. how did you get the word pluck? Yeah. That's an interesting word. Dried organ meats. I, I, I might even reach out, maybe get, get uh, somebody from the company on to talk Plucky. about it. Pluck. Plucky. I would think that would be chicken. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You, 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 think you can't pluck a cow. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't try it. Don't stand behind a cow and pluck it. That would not be good. Won't, wouldn't no. go well for you. Just, just thinking so about thank that. you to Diana of the night for bringing that to my attention. Yes. Thank you. Oh, we love your input. We love all y'all's input and good, bad, or ugly. Doesn't matter. It helps us and it, it makes for good shows too. So if you have questions of the day, comments of the day, you can even call us and leave us a voicemail message at 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355. And also, uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you aren't already subscribed to the newsletter, it's free. And you can just go to robertscottbell.com and sign up, or you can text my initials RSB to the number 66866, and you'll immediately be repl- replied to in your text for the email. And that way you'll get plugged in and never miss uh, an update or an alert or uh, good opportunities and, and uh, things that uh, you may want to know about upcoming events, special offers, things like that. Please support us by being part of our newsletter, and we don't sell that to anybody, so uh, that's good as well. It's just going to be coming to us. So thanks for your consideration there. So uh, we did the detox dialogues on Beats. I loved it. Uh, it was a good one. Uh, we have a homeopathic hit of the day, and it's an interesting one. Uh, and I think you were surprised by this when it when it came up as well. Not what I was expecting, but uh, let's learn about uh, uh, one of the more unusual, I believe, homeopathic kits that we've done. Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Today's homeopathic hit goes into the realm of wavelengths that you don't normally want. And those are x-rays. Those things that they use to see inside you even more viciously with CAT scans and things like that as well. CT scans. Homeopathic hit x-ray. Yes, you can do that. Thanks to Nutritional Frontiers, Trinity School of Natural Health and Folium PX for supporting us to do these homeopathic hits of the day each and every day. There's a free PDF download that accompanies it. And for those of you who are patron supporters, you get to see the video five minute approximate segment as well later. Now, X-ray, the remedy for radiation exposure, duh, (laughs) but deep-seated conditions as well. Uh, So let's do this. Uh, X-ray is a unique homeopathic remedy among many used for conditions related to radiation exposure and deep-seated chronic issues. So let's go into the therapeutic applications and also how it's even made. So this homeopathic X-ray is prepared by exposing alcohol to X-ray radiation, basically. There you go. And there's an image of that, but 
Um, he's not, unless he's drinking a lot of alcohol, he's not the guy. <laughs> Does that work? If you drink alcohol and get an x-ray, you've got homeopathic x-ray? No, no, because there's a little no. more to it than that. But I, oh, I like okay. your, your your thought. You're kind of thinking <laughs> in that realm. But you, you will take that alcohol. Uh, that is exposed to x-ray radiation and through a process of serial dilution and succussion, uh, you will result in a homeopathic form of that, that exposure. So the process imbues the alcohol with the properties of the radiation, then it's potentized according to homeopathic pharmacopoeia standards, and it's used to address these symptoms believed to be associated with radiation exposure and some deep-seated health issues. So physical characteristics, x-ray known for effectiveness in treating symptoms that are a result of radiation exposure, and that will include fatigue, uh, skin problems, and deeper tissue or chromosomal changes. It's also indicated in some chronic conditions where there's a history of radiation exposure or other deep-seated ailments. Now, this can impact the mental health, the brain and the mind, uh, general state of malaise, anxiety, depression that are often associated with these conditions or symptoms being treated. Uh, primary uses as we go through the, the brief overview here, radiation exposure. If you are getting a CT scan, if you're if you're getting uh, uh, you know under oncological uh, treatment, uh, the ionizing radiation uh, mammograms uh, too, right? Radiotherapy mammograms, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that exposes you to the a larger than normal background level dental of dental X-rays, right? Dental X-rays, yes. Uh, but recognize that since the dawn of the atomic age, uh, radiation levels have have ex basically exploded around the world, and that many people, even if they don't think they're exposed to these things, are and could be benefited by attempting to use or trying the homeopathic x-ray. Yes. So uh, let's go to uh, deep-seated chronic conditions uh, where there's a history of radiation exposure, uh, general malaise, unwellness that can accompany excessive radiation exposure, might be un un unaware of it. And this doesn't preclude using things like the folium products because we know that they are designed to address ionizing radiation and, and other heavy metals. But the potencies, uh, 6X, 12X, 12C, low potencies on a daily basis, or if you want to go to the higher potencies for really systemic deep-seated issues, maybe you want to consult with a homeopath before you do that, but that's an option. Uh, if you want to look at a couple of other uh, complementary rem remedies, this would make sense. Yes, we can convert ionizing radiation components like radium bromatum, uh, and it is often used alongside a homeopathic x-ray for symptoms related to radiation exposure. Uh, you know, it's interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, one of the things my grandfather did on my father's side, he had some patents uh, on the use of uh, barium uh, for what, what they would call radiation-type scans of the bowel. Uh, and barium enemas, things like that. Long before I knew anything about enemas, there were some things. And that's where, you know, I've, I've mentioned about how um, the CB Fleet Pharmaceutical Company bought out my uh, my grandfather's company, which was known as Bell Craig many years ago now, decades now, many decades ago now, and became CB Fleet. Or they were there, but they, they adopted some of those technologies. And my dad worked with them for many, many years as well. Uh, another homeopathic remedy uh, that can be complimentary, one of our favorites here is phosphorus used for general fatigue and malaise, also systemic inflammation and injury and heat, which can be complementing any x-ray actions in those in those areas. Uh, so those are some things to consider as well. Now, as a homeopathic remedy, x-ray is safe. It's not going to cause damage. But if you're self-prescribing for very serious conditions related to radiation exposure, you might want to consider using a healthcare provider or a homeopath that can help you even uh, more uh, focused wise. And if symptoms uh, worsen or persist, please consult the healthcare provider of your choice to help you out. So as we conclude this homeopathic hit of the day, an unusual one being x-ray, 
It is a unique remedy, particularly effective for treating symptoms associated with radiation exposure, deep-seated chronic conditions. And I would urge you, maybe I don't need to, maybe you're already doing it. Tune in to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Each and every day we do a live new show. We'll have a new homeopathic hit to provide for you information and education so you can make fully informed decisions about the care for your health and that of your loved ones, including your kids, without interference. This is not meant to replace a doctor if you have or want one. But as I remind you, if you want one, interview them and ask them how often they have a bowel movement because if they're going fewer times than you every day, they're full of you know what, and you might want to consider someone else. So thank you for that. Thank you for indulging me on another great homeopathic hit. With that, Super Don, we got a few minutes before we wrap up here. Go to the bonus. Survive the uh, uh, unexpected day returning from the unexpected trip to -hmm. make it through another broadcast. And I think, you know, as as it is sometimes, the least preparation results in some of the best shows. (laughs) I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, today was a great show. It really was. It just was. That doesn't mean that you should not prepare and no, just and roll into the studio five like, minutes before showtime. Yeah. Um, that 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 is not the formula for success. But <laughs> it it yeah. I mean, whatever, dude. You've been doing to. this for twenty. This is the twenty fifth year. Yeah. You know. I mean, Four if you don't know what you're doing, if you can't do this with one, you know, with your, what do they say? Uh, Rush used to say, "Half your brain tied behind, tied your, behind back. your back." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. come on. Yeah. At this point, I guess you're so. an OG. You are an OG, man. That is that is impressive. Twenty five years. Feel like a, a caveman. Even a caveman could do it. Steve uh, here is a little disappointed with our homeopathic hit of the day. Oh, because it won't give him X ray vision. Yeah, yeah, he was it's hoping for X ray vision. That, yeah, no X ray vision. Here's what you have to do, Steve. For that, you have to go into quiet, meditative, contemplative states and open up your third eye, your spiritual eye. So you don't, you're not third eye blind, as they say. Dude, that's not as fun as X-ray vision. Are you kidding me? Do you remember the X-ray glasses they pretended they could sell? Could you, you imagine? I mean, yeah. Look, Superman was like like our, our one of one of like most kids' favorite uh, superhero. Could mm-hmm. you imagine how boring he would have been if his superpower was meditation? I mean, come <laughs> on. What would he do? How 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 would he oh, use that gosh. against the bad guys? Oh, you know what I saw? I, I, I did you see the the national championship game? Michigan beat Washington. I saw the headline. I didn't watch the game. I don't but watch college football. But I saw ball. this, the, the quarterback, If I think it's for Michigan. Yeah. He would be barefoot or he's in his socks or whatever, but he'd walk the field <clears throat> so he'd ground and he'd sit down at the base of the goalpost and go into a contemplative, meditated state before he would do the the game. Mm. I was like, wasn't that cool? A little different mm. uh, realm of, of of how he approaches uh, life and, and, and the intensity of a football game. I, I was impressed by that whoever that football player is. I want to watch his career going forward. That could be interesting. Mm. But Steve, yeah, uh, you're going to have to develop the uh, third eye skills to be able to see (laughs) through stuff. Otherwise, just become a member of the transportation, what is it, TSA? TSA. And they have those those scans that they claim they can't see everything, but all they have to do is algorithm it out and they could see everything, you know, just like they used to. Uh, I don't subject myself to that. I hope you don't either. Mm. Just go through the magnetometer. Um, but that's another story for another day. So, uh, got anything on tap for the bonus round? Um, yeah, we've got uh, some comments over on Rumble okay. uh, that we can talk about. And and actually, there's I I'm, I could save this for tomorrow, but I saw a story today that kind of got my attention that maybe we could just chat about briefly. Okay. Um, and if you guys have any other questions or comments or whatever, dad jokes, I don't okay. care. That uh, here uh, coming up here is the time to do that. 
Stand by for that and a whole lot more in the bonus round of the Robert Scott Bell Show, where I remind you that the power to heal is yours. <laughs> Fun stuff to watch now uh, in that little interlude. Yes. That's cool. I just think it's 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 more uh, entertaining than just staring at our logo, which I like our logo. I do. Yeah. I mean, nothing bad about the logo, but uh, no, give some other options. So uh, Diana says she uses all the pluck flavors, really good, and do- doesn't taste like dirt. Okay, so, bonus. So that. Yeah, That's they had like it's like zesty garlic and mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know something else, and then there's like a hundred percent pure, uh, which is supposed to have like kind of a meaty aftertaste, and then there's like one that has salt in, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to check it out. I think it's kind of cool because the you know, I love things that you can use in food uh, as a, an ingredient or a condiment or something like that that has like superfood qualities to it, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. so I mean, bring it on. So anyway, going to check that out and see if that's uh, so maybe we can, cool. we can add to the list of things. So um, kind of uh, related to that, there was a question over in the Rumble uh live chat okay somebody asking if anyone had tried green chef green chef is a uh a a meal delivery thing kind of like one one of the ones that i used to do okay there was one that i did uh before it was called uh every plate Mm -hmm. and basically what it would be is it would they, they would they would send you uh a recipe card yeah, that that you would you would pre-select on on the internet before they send it to you. So you had the opportunity to select all these different types of meals, and it it, it comes with a recipe card, and then it comes with all the ingredients in order to make that meal. And they send these to you in these individual you know uh, things, and then that's like your food for the week. And it kind of you know it 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 makes things more convenient. Mm-hmm. Which you know that's that's what, that what everything is in society now is making things convenient. But mm-hmm. for somebody like me. Uh, as busy as I am, it's like the idea of being able to not, not have to think about that. And, you know, it's like, right. I can pick, Hey, I want this for dinner, you know, all these, and then they send it to you and then you, you can make the dinner. And sometimes some yeah. of these, these services, the food's already cooked. You just have to heat it up. Yeah. That's super convenient for somebody with a crazy busy schedule. Yeah. So green chef is one of the ones that, uh, is supposed to be more on the healthy side. Mm-hmm. Um, the the only thing about Green Chef, they're mostly organic. Okay, it's not a hundred percent. They say that in the event that they can't come up with, uh, they can't source the ingredient that they will re- use a conventional rather than an organic ingredient. Okay, and then they say when you when you kind of really drill down, maybe your stickler, they'll they'll admit that they don't hide it from you. Mm-hmm. They say that you know if that happens, you can just not use that ingredient. You know when you make the meal so but, the, but they're upfront about it That's they are sure. they are yeah i mean you, you can do a search and it'll, it'll it'll explain it so um green chef seems like a good one now now of course you're paying for convenience and that's that's the yeah, thing there's a price for convenience but i'll tell you man you know ever since we, we my wife and i we made the switch to to organic mm-hmm. it's it's been an, a, a bit of an adventure a, a well, learning curve you you have a lot more work now right well I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more dishes to wash now. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. But uh, um, looking at the prices of things, mm-hmm. it's been very interesting, you know. Uh, and so we're trying to figure out now, um, and I'm looking for any tips or tricks 
on how to get food at the cheapest prices because some of these things, like for example, here locally, uh, I, we don't know any people, you know, uh, that, that individually grow, you know, or, or raise chickens or whatever like that. So we're buying stuff from the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole organic chicken, right? Now I could have gone down to the store and bought a whole organic chicken. Probably would have spent like six bucks. What? No, a regular one. It's just a regular chicken. Yeah. Conventional yeah, yeah. chicken. Right, yeah. Now, uh, the going price in this town for one whole organic chicken, 20 bucks. Yeah. So th- triple. Is that or, normal? Or, right. Well, you wouldn't know, know, would you? Honestly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to get your I, wife I, on the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, when's the last time we bought a, a chemically factory farm chicken, whole chicken? Right. No, no. I, and I understand right. that. And yeah. I get that. So, but yeah. going from conventional to organic. In certain cases. Certain things, with, man, the sticker shock just kind of makes you kind of step back. I think back the, the animal proteins are the biggest difference. Right. So if you can find a, a farmer, a local farmer, exactly, you know, that's the way yeah. to go. A local butcher, that's the way to go. So we're working on retail in the stores and, uh, you know, things like staples, like organic rice and organic beans that can go. That's a long not way. as big a deal. Yeah. Yes, that's not as not, big a deal. Right. Maybe a couple yeah. bucks, maybe yeah. that's not a big deal. Proteins. It, 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 that's where the well, premium is. On. All right. Here's yeah. another one. Right. Yeah. Uh, I like mayonnaise. I do. And I use mayonnaise and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a, a jar of organic mayonnaise, regular, you know, regular yeah. you know, size jar, you know, like this. Uh, mm-hmm. If I had gone and bought, you know, uh, a Best Foods or even like the store brand or something like that, eh, yeah. you know, four four bucks, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. An organic jar of mayonnaise, thirteen dollars. I'm yeah, looking at that. I'm going two and a half times the price. So, what I did was I went and I and I got on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I found a half gallon of avocado, organic avocado oil, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start making my own mayonnaise. You figured it out, especially with those big ticket items like mayo. Yeah. And, and a lot of the organic mayos contain seed oils if you're not going for the you know saturated fat oils, which are the only way to go there. Right. Uh, so making your own is the better bet by far. You can control the cost of the ingredients, make what you need, and it's so much better. By the way, Diana has a recommendation. She goes to Sprouts. I don't know if you have Sprouts up there, uh, but she stops. No, I've got a natural. I've got a natural grocers, mm-hmm. which is pretty spendy. Yeah. Um, but you know, anymore, you know, you can go to a, an Albertsons or Fred Meyer or even a Walmart, and yeah. they've got a pretty decent selection of organic stuff, mm-hmm. but not everything. And and like you said, the meat. Mm-hmm. I understand now why a lot of people who eat healthy and eat organic, yeah, they do like what Chris Barr suggested. Meat is now a garnish. Yeah, instead of the main <laughs> right? portion, right? Because yeah. it's just like, whoa, this is expensive. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's kind of the update for us, you know, that uh, we're we're trying to figure out, you know, how to do that. Now, when it comes to the meal delivery things, like uh, was being asked in the, in the thing, if you can afford it, that's not a bad way to go. Mm-hmm. But you are paying. You are paying for that convenience. Look, the the price is is time. How much is your time worth? And do you have the time? And that's where right. it becomes a matter of convenience. It's worth the investment if you're able to take your time and use it. Otherwise, to be able to support your ability to do that. And yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, if I didn't have the wife I have who retired to be doctor mom to help out, I'd I'd probably starve to death. To be honest with you, just the, the kind of life I yeah. lead is always on the go, always moving, always working. And, you know, I don't have that. If there is such a thing as a normal nine to five. Now, I guess some people do. They punch the clock. They go, they come in and they, they're okay with that. And that's okay. I, I'm, 
it was hard for me to be constrained in that way. It kind of breaks the spirit sometimes for some of us. And we can't do that. And therefore, we also go into <clears throat> quote unquote business for ourselves. You become entrepreneurial and you realize, oh my gosh, it's way more than 40 hours when you're working for yourself because there's no one else that backs you up, right? You don't get to punch the clock and leave and go, it's their problem. So there, are, there's always a trade-off as far as how you want to live your life. What's most important to you? Is it time? Is it money? Is there a factor? Is there a way to do both? Perhaps there is. And we're learning about it too, Super D, you and me, uh, on this journey, trying to do better so we can support ourselves to be able to be able to, you know, have the food that you now value enough that you say, mm. you know what, I know this is quote unquote more expensive, but in reality, when we look at our health outcomes as we are on this planet longer, is it really compared right. to what we're going to have to deal with if we don't, right? And that's the the equation that leads to, you know what, this is a hard decision, but it's not a hard decision. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're doing it. Like I said, we're figuring out it as we go. Yeah. But, you know, it started off when we first started doing it, we were eating like, you know, uh, very basic, simple things, you know, just like, here's the meat, here's mm -hmm. the vegetable, here's the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, night before last, uh, you know, I, I was talking to my wife and I was like, look, you know, the thing is, is you can still make the types of recipes that you made before. You just have to use organic ingredients. So it's not like you're restricted to having to eat you know, like you're, you're, uh, you know, a survivalist living off the, right. the land or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can make so, you know, she made this great lasagna soup. Uh, that was just amazing. And I mean, it had all, all, all the, you know, the tomatoes and the, the, the pasta and the, the, the cheeses and all this stuff. And it was all organic, you know, and it was great. I had it for breakfast yesterday. I mean, it was so good. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we're, like I said, we're figuring it out. Now, one thing, that uh, kind of uh, shocked me a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know that for the longest time, people have said, you know what, drinking bottled water is not good. Mm -hmm. um, I still drink bottled water. I do. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's just not a lot, but, you know, I do have bottled water around. Mm -hmm. um, and as time has gone on here in recent times, you, we've heard more and more of these stories talking about microplastics, right? Right. Yeah. It's a problem. It is. And we're, the more that they're doing research now that it's something that they're looking at, the more they're finding that it's everywhere. We're completely surrounded by it. Bottled water was one of the things that they said that you should be concerned about. But there's a new study that's come out that uh, it's like, uh, but wait, it's worse than we thought it was. And apparently bottled water, they found contains hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of these nanoparticles right. of the plastics. And I'm just thinking, man, you know, uh, this is another example of what I've talked about, about how humans suck and we're <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Because I have drank, and how many people all mm -hmm. around the all around in the, the world, right, yeah. have drank bottled water for years and years, and not just bottled. I mean, think about it. How many things are in plastic bottles? That we that we use not just bottled water. That's just the one thing that they. How many how many products do we do we consume that we buy at the store that are in plastic bottles? Literally everything. Mm -hmm. Well, this is we why are stupid. Why I do we do this to ourselves? Even if you do drink bottled water, Super D, I would recommend you'd pour it into your gravity filter that would filter out some of those plastic yeah. articles. Well, yeah, I've got actually, you know, that one that, that you bought me years ago, that thing bit the dust. 
Oh, it did. I'm sorry. And so yeah. I've got an info. Well, I mean, you know, it lasted a really long. I mean, how long ago was that? It was like that's 10 true. years ago or so. It was like a while that. back. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but um, uh, I've got an, an in faucet uh, filter that I use right now. It's okay. a, a pure, you know, P U R. Right. Yeah, it's better than it's, nothing. It's the yeah. one where you change the filters right. and you turn, mm -hmm. flip the thing, and the water comes out. So that's what I'm using presently. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, and I, I'm pretty sure that that takes care of the microplastics. Okay. And so well, I, yeah, most but, of the microplastics are coming, as you point out, from the plastic bottles as opposed to city. I know, water, but, but dude, think yeah. about it. I mean, if you go to the store, mm -hmm. go look in your pantry right now. Mm -hmm. How many things are in plastic bottles? Yeah, everything is in plastic now. Everything. Uh, you really in plastic. have to work hard to find the glass bottle yeah. um, scenario, which is so much detox. I mean, can you detoxify microplastics? I don't even know. This is like. That'll I'm not trying. I'm not trying to like panic people or something like that. But no, you know, they talk people. about these nanoparticles are so small mm -hmm. that they can actually enter the cells. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, There's a lot of stuff that that's working against us. It's also a testament to creation that we can survive it at all. Uh, so I try to look on the bright side that we have ways, and we'll continue with the detox dialogues, talking about them uh, as well. So go back to glass, I guess, as much as you can. Right? right? I mean, I guess that's. I, I don't know what. What do you store things in there? <laughs> and homeopathic plastic. We're going to end up hitting a remedy like that, too. We're going to be doing what? Eventually, a homeopathic plastic remedy. Really? Mm-hmm. There's Help a homeopathic plastic remedy? You can convert just about anything into a homeopathic medicine. Well, this I knew that. True. I just yeah. hadn't heard about that one. That, yeah. you're, well, you're, we you're, haven't done it yet, so we'll get there eventually. What's it called? Don't, don't say it's homeopathic I don't know what plastic. the Latin name for plastic is. Okay, that, Dude, they didn't have plastic back when Latin was a thing. Exactly. So, Latina? Uh, no, that would be a homeopathic No, Mexican that would be yeah, platinum. Uh, yeah. Steve says you might try online sources. Uh, he's got one, black wing uh, for organic grass-fed or quality grass-fed non-GMO, non-antibiotic meat. Black wing? I've looked. Dude, I spent the weekend mm -hmm. looking for lots of stuff, and that mm -hmm. was one. Well, I, actually, black wing I didn't see. Yeah. But I, you know, my, my, uh, my litmus test is I find out how much they sell a whole chicken for. Yeah. <laughs> if they can get under 20 bucks, then maybe I'll consider it. Um, but I haven't found one yet. Mm -hmm. uh, Echo H2O, Michelle. Uh, Paul Berchero with Echo Technologies has the best hydrogen water machine. Now, we have one that we have installed under our sink that has its own digital faucet. So we get hydrogen from our, our sink. Uh, purified water, <clears throat> but they have the the Echo uh, Go and the Echo Go Plus now, where you can pour filtered water in, clean water in it, and press a button and you have hydrogen water in a few minutes. Uh, and that's the best, most reliable way to go about it. So, and, and Superdome, we have, do we have a banner for Echo yeah, in all our products? So you yep. can get a discount as well, Michelle, if you click through on the website at robertscatbell.com. Yeah. Grassland beef. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I need all the the the, the tips I can get at this point. Um, and seriously, one of the best things you could do, Super D, and I know you, it's limited space, but uh, if you had a chest freezer and you were able to go in on a, a whole cow or half a cow with other families that do that, it makes the price. Per I was pound, just talking to my my daughter yeah. about that yesterday. Yeah. Actually, price and that's per pound we'll, goes way down. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're going to buying end up direct doing. from the ranchers, for instance. We've got two butchers here locally that we can go do that. Even that, even if you don't get a whole cow, but I mean, if we went just got a a mm -hmm. box, you know, for ninety yeah. bucks or something like that, yeah, we you know save a lot. Price per pound comes way. We down. know the meat is good. So yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, enough about me.
So what about Rumble? You said there are questions. Hey, Tia Severino, we already gave a shout out to the Next Steps Conference. Everybody, nextsteps.info, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, and uh, everybody will see you there in Lake Lanier in March. Um, but yeah, what what else we got on Rumble? Uh, let's see. I don't know if there was more than that. That was the Green Chef question. Okay. Uh, let's see here. We got people talking about uh, beet juice. Going back to uh, the detox, the detox dialogue. dialogues. Mm-hmm. Uh, question. Somebody was asking about Q streaming. Is it on Roku? No. Q streaming is it is something that you uh, subscribe to. It's not like just a channel. It's on Roku. But if you have the Amazon, Amazon Fire Stick, Stick yeah, yes. but that's not Roku. Yeah, but you can download it on the Fire Stick, and now you have a remote control to access all of these channels yes. that you're paying for independently, individually, to add up way more than fifty nine ninety nine a month, and pay per view, all included. I'm telling you, I this weekend I was watching my football as usual. Yeah. Uh, 49ers were playing the Rams, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't showing on any of my channels that I would normally be able to watch on Hulu because mm-hmm. it was kind of just like a non-important game. It didn't matter whether really whether they lost or playoffs on the line, yeah. So, but I wanted to watch the game, mm-hmm. so I went over to Q, and it has all of the local Fox affiliates for every major market around the country. So I was able to find the Fox affiliate in the Bay Area and was able to watch the game on Q Streaming. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to watch the game. Dude, and 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 did the Niners win or not? I don't even know. No, they lost by like one point. Oh, but it didn't the, yeah, They weren't playing anybody. You know, all their starters were were taking the, the game off because they want to be good for the uh, for the playoffs. So yeah. So they lost by one point, which is like I said, they didn't really care. They'd already clinched everything they needed to. So, cool. Did your Falcons win? Oh, they got shellacked. They fired their <laughs> they fired their coach. Oh, did they, they so desperately need a quarterback, dude? It's forget it. Oh, you know, bummer. Forget it, city. Being a Falcons fan is is, is miserable for the most part. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Super D, Sorry. did you receive my email from the past weekend? Lori's asking. Uh oh, I think I did. Yes. Uh, Lori, uh, I think she recorded her first episode of her podcast on Rumble. I believe that's what you're referring to, right, Lori? You have to let me know. Yeah, but yes, I believe that's what it was that she recorded. Because, uh, fine, fine, you know, she'd been talking for a while about how she was going to do a podcast, and she mm-hmm. um, had, hadn't gotten around to it yet. And so um, she sent me a link to her, her first episode. Oh, well, congratulations, Lori. Yes. Yeah, that she was definitely confirming that. Uh, that's what she sent to you. Wonderful. Awesome. Yay. You know, it's easy to do these days. You know, you got something to say. Uh, there's lots of lots of ways that you can put it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle Ryder is a Chiefs fan, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, their quarterback is fun. Um, what's his name? Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. The fun, fun. They're really. I mean, they're just. Uh, you know, I don't know what happened. You know how it is with teams. I mean, you know, yeah. they're superstar. Well, once they have know, to pay the quarterback, the surrounding cast is is decimated. Oh, and they lose players and stuff and like that. So they're they're not the team they were a couple of years ago. But yeah, Mahomes is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He does some he does some crazy stuff that 
normally yeah, we appreciate you know, watching what he can do. It's pretty some amazing. of the throws that he throws are like you know it's, it's sideways things across you know the field the opposite way that normally do it. And, well, the other guy I like is the the Bills quarterback. He's ridiculous too. Yeah. Um, what's his name? I don't remember, but. Anyway, they beat the Dolphins, and I'm I'm kind of a closet Dolphins fan too because I was grew up in, in you know South Florida in the heyday of the the Dolphins, and uh, they've never regained that. But um, yeah. fun to watch Tua, but they're not as good as the Bills apparently at this point. Anyway, that's the football right. part of the Robert Chabell show. I got over here. So what was this? You sent me a request. They want me to do a cardio miracle webinar. Oh yeah, and there's another one here too. So we'll talk about this after the show. I just wanted okay. to make sure I got that to you because uh, emails. I get so many of them, and if right. I don't like, <laughs> if I don't, yeah, you actually. And what is this here? You sent me a, uh, you sent me a meme uh, earlier. Oh yeah, I kind of like this meme. It, it's like an attitude shift meme. You know, one of those. And here's uh, Bruce Lee. Look at that. That wiry muscle man that he was, little guy though, says, when you find yourself in a room surrounded by your enemies, you should tell yourself, I am not locked in here with you. You are locked in here with me. <laughs> this is the kind of mindset you should have if you want to succeed in life. Get rid of that victim mentality, Bruce Lee. That was wisdom from Bruce Lee. I liked it. Kind of spoke to me. It's like, yeah, you got to deal with me. You remember which movie that is? Is that Enter the Dragon? That is Enter the Dragon. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Hmm. I was a huge Bruce Lee fan, martial arts geek in uh, yeah. in high school. Never, never, never learned martial arts, but uh, liked to pretend that I did. Um, and you know, the '80s was the era of of martial arts movies, yeah. ninjas, and you know all that stuff. Really, so many bad movies, really bad movies yeah. uh, in the '80s. Martial arts were, you know. I, I couldn't stand a martial arts a movie that had people in it that where nobody knew any martial arts. I mean, you could totally right. tell, yeah. you know, all the camera angles. Versus you know, those that actually stuff. knew it. Yeah. Oh man, some yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, you'd come across one, and we had who did we have on recently that um, it was uh, oh come on, the guy with the podcast. He was holding his microphone, his big old microphone. When he was talking to us. We'll have to go back in time if it was last it week, was just, right? It was just the other day. Anyway, he 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 said he had just launched his new uh, season of uh -huh. his podcast and had interviewed uh, Jeff Speakman. Um, oh, Brad Zalas. Brad Zalas. That's yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Jeff Speakman. That was a good show. Yeah. A great guy. Knew his stuff. Good movie. Very. It was cool. still. It still had some '80s cheese, you <laughs> know, in it there. But you could always tell when somebody actually knows. It's like watching Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, he, knew, he knew it, even though he did yeah. some really terrible movies too. But yeah, you know, you can tell when they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, boy, we are just on all kinds of tangents, aren't we? Yeah, we are. But it's been it's like once again uh, traveling, coming back, going, "What's going on, my brother?" <laughs> yeah. It's been crazy, but here we are. Good show. <sighs> now let's look at the week here because I've got to got to sneak some things in in addition to other trainings that are happening. Um, tomorrow we, we've got, uh, we've got pretty much a wide open show tomorrow. Looks like, oh, I've got a pre-record a show with Lillian McDermott. We got some morning stuff. Yeah. And I got a 10 AM as well. My time. Uh, what is I that? don't think we'll have Ty Bollinger. So it looks like we're wide open tomorrow. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I'm going to be busy 
tomorrow morning. So I'll have that hour before the show, which I didn't have today right. uh, to hopefully prep as well. And then looks like on Thursday, we've got Jonathan E. Moore and then Danny Katz. Mm-hmm. Language matters, how the left distorts language to push the radical agenda. Uh, Friday, Charlita or Charletta Bassett. Uh, and looks like Robert Spencer, director of Jihad Watch. So we got a lot going on this week in addition to other things prepping for. And I don't know who we're going to do for the Sunday conversation. I really enjoyed catching up with uh, Coast Guard Corey. Coast Guard retired. Corey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just the the thing is, when you interview someone like Corey, who's been part of this show for a long time, you forget how it all started. And he, yeah, and, he goes way back. Yeah. And he brought up some things like, I, I don't even remember all of those details. And it's like, it's wild to hear it. Uh, and and it's, you, you think about Super D, how we've impacted a lot of people's lives. And most of the time we don't know it. And, and when we hear it and the people have become like family to us over the years, you're like, wow, what a, that's a wild story, how that happened and what, what it did. And you, not that you're not feeling good about what you do, Super D. I hope you feel good about what you do, but you facilitate a lot of good things to happen in people's lives. And that's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it kind of makes you uh, take a step back when you hear somebody tell a story like that or something mm-hmm. like that. Because, you know? yeah, I mean, we do what we do every day and we just, just, I mean, we've been doing it for so long. This is just what we do, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it's always cool to hear um, somebody talk about how it had some sort of impact. And that that interview with Corey actually he had a, he had a few cool things to to say about how it it impacted his life. The show mm-hmm. did. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Uh, so I'm grateful for that. And if you guys have stories to share or tell, let me know. Maybe you could end up as a Sunday conversation. Could happen. No, there's no limitations we only put rock stars on in fact you might be a rock star whether you rock and roll or not whether you know it or not whether you know it or not exactly and we loved i love doing those things those are fun so uh let's see anything else before we wrap up any other rumble questions questions in the chat room thank you for everybody being here it's nice to see michelle in the chat room today she's having also a football fan she is i think that's all i've got All right. Well, hunker down. It's going to be cold and snowy where you are. Apparently, it hasn't hit yet. I mean, I was expecting it. they closed the schools today and all that stuff, wow. which is unusual for here because mm-hmm. you know used to it. Snow is pretty much normal here, but yeah. they closed all the schools today because there was this winter weather advisory that was you know supposed to be the snow apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking outside, and it's like, like it's 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 slightly sunny. Yeah, and the road is clearing, so it's like. You know, either snow or get out of here. Do something. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's the advantage of working at home. Mm-hmm. They can do whatever it wants to outside. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right, man. Cool, baby. We'll talk to you. See you tomorrow. God willing, less than 22 hours from now. Please share the show. Sign up for email alerts and uh, join us at any of the upcoming events. Say thanks to our sponsors. And uh, yeah, we'll be, I think we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys then. Have a good day.